0: Hi, everyone. Conrad here. Before we start the show today, I wanted to read one last well-wish from our 200th episode from friend of the show, Zane. It slipped through my pre-planning for this show, and I'd feel terrible if I didn't read it now he writes, almost 200 episodes. Incredible. You're definitely my number one podcast. I think I started listening to it about episode 40 to 60, somewhere in there, and it quickly became in my top 10, and now I'd say you're my number one for sure. Liter- um, literally the only show I look forward to hearing each week, and man, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think the best part is how wholesome your show is, the way you and Fox treat each other always enjoyable to hear, and how you don't don't knock down the comics hardly is something i actively look forward to in a comic podcast but when you do start to really dig into something it's honestly like one of those moments where i'm like oh man this must be really bad again thanks for making such a good show you definitely deserve more recognition than you're getting you should be like jay and miles popular in my opinion which is incredibly high praise and um you know humbling um uh a humbling uh, category to be to be grouped in with for sure and thank you so much hopefully you still feel that way about me and Fox's relationship <laughs> after this current episode which is a little salty I'll also mention that if anyone listening to this show enjoys it please feel free to tell anyone you think might be interested in it leave ratings and reviews wherever you can we're still getting new listeners and folks just hopping on so it's always you know there's a, it's always the right time to talk about Real Power and Space Spinner 2000 AD. We've got a new listener episode coming up in a couple weeks, which might be a good place to, to get started on the road to 2000 AD. And now, on with the show. <laughs> Earthlets. My name is Conrad, alongside my oh, friend Bob. No. This is the 201st episode Whoa. of Space Spinner 2000. The, what, are the, you? The third, I think... the third century of Space Spinner begins. <sighs> That's so unfortunate for so many people. <laughs> <laughs> It's a podcast for two Americans trying to make sense. The UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. This episode, we're covering 2000 AD for May 1988, progs 625 to 628. This time, we remain slightly in filler country, even as two huge stories begin, Zenith, phase three, and slain
1: the horned god. Um, spoilers. (laughs) There's also like Rogue Trooper kind of continues. Oh oh Yeah, no, oh, there's oh. Rogue And there's also a guy and with, Dredd as well. There's also a guy with the head of an elephant for a reason. We'll get there. Now who's spoil now who's spoiling I mean, that's, that's... Huh meow, meow, meow.
0: Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to read along with us, find the comics we're covering today and judge Dredd the complete case files thirteen Slaying the Horned God Zenith Book Three, uh, Rogue Trooper Tales of New Earth four, Rogue, and uh, the Judge Red magazine issue three forty six. Do
1: you know what the big problem here is, Conrad? What is the big problem? The only pages that actually announce that there is a comic book happening inside mm-hmm. of our thrill power overloaded space spinner two thousand. Yeah,
0: podcast. keep okay. Come on,
1: is it? Nothing. There is no announcement, like, in any of these, except for, like, randomly Tharg's Future Shocks, which I don't care about, and, like, Selenia. And Zenith, kind nope. of. Like, it's, like, in the top left corner. I don't... Like, there's no it, I. There's no title thing? No, I, I did that that much, not but... notice, because Judge Dredd kind of moves around because of color reasons. We'll get there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I dare you, as you go through this with me, to find uh-huh. the fucking title card of some of these because <laughs> well you know what i was gonna say was a big problem with the with, with these stories please Fox. tell me is it that picard isn't really like exploring himself in the series it's getting space age, like in 301 rogue trooper oh boob sweat you mean because <laughs> that's literally what happens. <laughs> yeah, he's a sweaty man,
0: boob sweat. Scrypto about John Smith, Art about Steve Dillon and Kevin Walker, learning about Gordon Robson
1: as kid. Uh, all I'm saying is, does the writer, uh, uh, does John Smith actually have to say boob sweat? The sweat on he her say breasts boob sweat is a thing. he's Oh said. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, is making that image. Yeah,
0: so the war on New Earth ended, everything came back to life, even Rogue, even the Chips, even Venus Blue this Jeans. This is feeling pretty good,
1: except for her nasty pit sweat that he says is booby sweat, but I mean, it's kind of coming from that zone. Yeah, there's
0: definitely description of sweat on the breasts of Venus Blue Jeans, which is something I apparently
1: blocked from my memory because I forgot what talked about It is literally a thing that stopped me from reading for a moment and said, wait, like, that dude just said boob sweat. <laughs> it's just picking up the weird little details, maybe. I, I don't I know. I mean, I read the whole um, thing, and it was very uncomfortable. Although, what was yeah. very sexy was all of the super muscular dudes splashing each other in the pool beforehand.
0: Fair amount of sexiness in this mm. Rogue Trooper story, one way or another. But so, v- Rogue and Venus make out in the re- in the reborn paradise of and New And apparently there's like three of them? Yeah, they... They live happily ever after, and then Rogue wakes up after being dropped from a stretcher in the rain by a bunch of <sighs> Souther troops because he's, he's just crucified. This
1: is what happens when you kind of have rejects from boot camp. I mean, all you have to mm. do is hold two sticks. It's harder than it looks, for the record. Would not
0: um, know. The soldier. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to go into my past, but it's harder than it's it a looks. Dark past. Um. The soldiers we met in last episode are carrying Rogue somewhere while the GI himself is drugged to the gills, though he's still not quite so drugged that he won't wake up and try to kill anyone <laughs> that gets too close to him when, he, when does he does. When he
1: grabs the dude's respirator and just pulls it yeah. out, it's popping caps. Because the rain they has got go to be acid lo- or something,
0: right? It's not normal rain. It's not good rain. Yeah, definitely. Uh, th- they go to move out when one of their buddies is suddenly caught by some barbed wire. But it's – It's Biowire!
1: Ex- I love this callback. I really love this callback. It's- yeah, definitely. We um, I, I I just
0: re-listened to our episode with Biowire in it for the Rogue Trooper collect- uh, uh The third Rogue Trooper collection. Did I sound fantastic? And, yeah.
1: Did I sound amazing? I mean, that covers a lot of ground. So we both have ups and downs <laughs> in the course of it. I'm not going to lie to you, Fox. My favorite part about Biowire is not what we did in the past. It's how people look at some dude standing randomly in the distance in the current. Well, he's standing like that because of, I, I'm pretty sure his whole body is infested
0: by with Biowire. Which is... And it's holding, yes. it, it's holding him up as he stands there. Like his face mask is, is like black and it's covered in blood and stuff. He has been just scorched from the inside out by this it's, wire. It's, it's pretty awesome.
1: It's such a... Uh, kind of the thing moment, right? Oh, yeah. like when you finally yeah, see good, it and he's standing there kind of thing. for the first moment, you're like, why is he standing there? Why, why, why? Because I didn't realize that that was a different person than the dude laying on the ground and then you get a mm, kind of yeah. close-up of him and you see all the bits poking out of him and you're like, That boy, Dan. Yeah. Ew.
0: It's good. Yeah. The chips say there's nothing they can do so the troops burn the bodies and
1: move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rogue Trooper. Don't change. War is hell, man. I mean, I guess you just burn everything. (laughs) That's what they're going to do eventually. It's been five days
0: and Rogue's wounds aren't healing. Because of this, the chips have run a biopsy and found that he's been infected by a virus designed to attack the GI immune system. Like I said before, a boy's got space
1: aids. I'm not super happy about it in 1989, but here you are. I mean, it's super great that uh, I guess he definitely is not a biochip, yet still all these biochips – are consistently indignant. <laughs> they are trying to keep him alive, though. This is the first time. I've yeah, been.
0: they're trying pretty hard. It seems like to get the cure, he'll basically have to be regened, and because they need to save their buddy, they've radioed Southcom earlier in the oh, day, and
1: there's a ship coming to pick them man, up. Man, but here's the deal. All these dudes that have been helping him out, well, they're deserters. So the only way yeah. that you deal with that is not by... Going down and arresting them and saying, like, hey, we've got to fucking put you in front of a military tribunal. The military tribunal is quite literally a plane that flies over you and bombs the fuck out of wherever you were.
0: Yeah, the Atmo supposed that the chips think is going to pick them up just does strafing around them on them, on them instead, it makes a second pass. And bombs one of the huts they were just in. Jeez! Over the objections of the mutineer, Rogue and Gunner blow this thing out of the sky. And now the South the Southerners are wanted for me- for murder too. Time to move My out. My
1: favorite thing is that the guy who survives is uh, oh, he's freaked out by the explosion from the from, from the. You craft. would think his name is Reefer, but it is definitely Refray because he's the fancy joint cigarette Refray. For the conventional man. Yes,
0: the French <laughs> trooper. Um, So, rogue still in a bad way. His compromised immune system means he's got to be in a standard Souther and Viro suit.
1: Oh, the indignity. Suddenly, all of that shit that's inside of him is very highly contained inside of his body. Yeah. We see he's got like sores on his face and
0: like his face mask also is like flecked with blood and stuff. It's and he's tough. trying to whore. Um. He's doing a hork, yeah. Because we because we find ourselves, um, apocalypse nowing through the jungle on the in a small boat, and bus, just like in you know?
1: Apocalypse Now, a giant squid with a singular eye and no beak comes up and starts trying to attack people. Yeah, played by Dennis Hopper. <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Rogue goes overboard, and as does another soldier, Blair, who finds him and the chips.
1: I just keep, like, yeah, keep going.
0: listen, I'm no selling. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, oh. Blair helps helps oh. Rogue walk. As we, um, sorry, uh, Blair finds Rogue and the chips, and Rogue's having seizures and hallucinations in a terrible way. Blair helps Rogue walk as we enter the GI's head, and we do see his, all his hallucinations going nuts as they move through this jungle.
1: It's really... Eventually, kind of like, though... And, and this yeah. is the thing. Uh, visually, and what I hated about mm-hmm. most of 627, it's the box kind of um, art that we've seen in the past, where it's not a lot of room to kind of breathe. But I think yeah. that's well, I, mean, I think that's kind of the point. It's very yeah. To me, this feels like condensed. So I'll t- I'll tell you,
0: Fox, and and folks can notice this in um, both two hundred and the sci fi mm. special for this year. But I've I've been sick recently, <laughs> like pretty sick. Um, I wouldn't notice. It had had at least at least one day where I was running kind of a light fever and like and recording. Had like <laughs> no insane. no, this was in between in between shows. Good. But it it was like I was not feeling great. And I was just sort of like lying in bed and like dozing and just having kind of vague dreams, dreams which are intense
1: and weird, and I don't like them.
0: Yeah. And so, but this felt like I feel like if I had to walk in that situation
1: because I I, I had no other choice. I had to do it before. Oh, my man.
0: Yeah. I feel like my experience would be very similar to what Rogue's seeing as he moves through this Because you're halfway through vomiting and also trying to to sleep,
1: and also what is reality?
0: and and also his vis- like a lot all of his peripheral vision this, and stuff's really cut yes.
1: off cuz he's in the suit
0: and mm. stuff so I, it 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 made sense to me that's what i'm trying but to say but that's kind of
1: what i like um, about it like cuz we've talked about this when it's yeah. like small boxes and and condensing all of the information in some way i think it is doing something conventionally to progress the story because yeah. they get well, a I mean, lot you know, in there I, but it's also claustrophobic yeah. for the reader yeah,
0: I I agree. I feel like this is. I mean, it's sort of it's. This is the difference between having Steve Dillon draw it and like Brett Ewins or, or something like that. Because just because those, I, I feel like these different creators sort of approach these kinds of situations. They would do a differently, whole page you know? of
1: intense, fucking weird reality as opposed to hypertension of these yeah, smaller boxes. This- I get you.
0: It, yeah, it's sort of it's it's sort of the rogue verse uh, bad company kind of mo- kind of feel or something like I that. I still I but, really so, liked it actually. Yeah. Anyway, please continue. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's you know I don't know, um, but they make it through the jungle fox to a, a series of massive domes. It's cinnabar, a free trading zone. Man, I
1: really want to hit that skin shop for those free tattoos. Yeah, And maybe some joy juice. It's got a – Maybe hit the arena oh, afterwards, finally. and then uh, my favorite part, however, in all of these buildings, because they cut yeah. it off, because they have to, is quite literally the word "sex." I mean, maybe it's a K backwards, Listen, but there's only a we'll, few letters we'll that actually make what they cut off. I believe that these dudes just straight up spelled "sex" in a comic book for children, and I love it Ab- absolutely. I, well, I mean, let's, look, we're we're getting a little more grown
0: up in the era of two thousand like i ugh, i love it and we're going we're going to see more of this off color stuff in cinnabar next episode Ooh. i assure you
1: um oh, sexy so, cinnabar more yeah, like cinnabuts so you this... know what i mean like cinnabuts
0: <laughs> oh shit mm. yeah so it's it's got a symbol that seems like an eight pointed star or like a gear with the north and souther symbols in the middle and the male and female symbols coming out the sides because of the sexiness oh, oh, also it's kind of like that
1: like that's like maybe uh, Tom Hanks is going to show up and do some symbolism stuff. Whoa, freaking Da Vinci <laughs> Code reference! I was going to say more, more
0: like more like Prince is going to show up again in the pages of two thousand eighty oh for a if second Prince time. Show up
1: with robotic pants again—that would be fantastic. Please continue <laughs> before I continue. They're both written by
0: John Smith, <gasps> you know. But I just want to say. Um, also, just FYI, Fox, uh, Cinnabar is a kind of mercury sulfide. I know it's a kind of delicious in, treat that you get at a mall. Listen, it's it's used in dye, but only if you it's if, if it's the kind of dye that you don't mind possibly poisoning. You don't eat cinnabar;
1: only eat cinnabons. Fox. That's what I'm talking. What what's the difference here? The delicious center of a cinnabon is the cinnabar. Yeah. It's how you see the hmm. delicious liquid go through you. Maybe if they had like like a Hershey tie-in where they
0: put like candy bars in the middle of the Cinnabon.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, I love a Cinnabon. Yeah, me too, man. Fuck my feet. I don't need those. (laughs) Uh. I just need treads and a gun. Finally,
0: some Cinnabar guards are goofing off when they notice Blair and a clearly messed up rogue trooper approaching the gate – one tells the other to alert the cabal oh. that he made it and to alert Kill Crazy. So,
1: yes, exactly this. So, everyone who's listening, because clearly I told them to stop, hold Kill Crazy until later because somebody's been watching movies when they've been writing their script.
0: All right. Uh, they bring the pair inside the walls. Blair's ama- amazed to see Norts and Souther's living together in harmony. Yeah, there's a guy as who's like waving continues. at them and then touches him. Yeah. There's some weird stuff going on as they enter into the city, for sure. Uh, Bagman's meanwhile,
1: continuing to pump Rogue full of various drugs. I mean, it seems this place, <laughs> you yeah. know, when you're a rock star Sorry. and everyone's noticing you, how else are you going to be the lead singer from Aerosmith? Definitely. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> this place used to be a convent, then a depot for looters. Now it's a way out of the war, if you can afford it. And also, I guess, a gambling hub. Man, this has more to do with Star Trek Picard than you know. Uh, Rogue finally comes around. He gets up and they walk into Cinnabar. Everyone
0: notices him and and notices that he's not looking very good as well. The Chips are very weirded out by it. But when Rogue notices the Cinnabar logo, he remembers that it was tattooed on the hands of those jerk aliens that crucified him.
1: Oh, snap. Suddenly, I am not making any sort of exposition towards the people that when I get suddenly knocked out could potentially... Know what to look for. I think these
0: cinnabar guys
1: are the baddies, man. Fox. All I'm saying is that the communication channels between him and the dudes who are chipped are not just bad in one direction; they're bad in both directions. <laughs> well,
0: it's tough when it's audio only. You know, it's 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 like you and me, Fox, where we're when we're, we're, we're trying to have a conversation and only our voices give each other cues. You know, it can be difficult. I mean, sometimes. I've sat across
1: from you, and I don't need to see any literal visual cues you just say a bunch of funny jokes and then i say them back to you i feel like i mean i can't stress enough reaction that we have
0: is whoa. it love <laughs>
1: that we're feeling
0: <laughs> whoa uh, so rogues playing dumb about knowing about these cabals or about these cinnabars they're taken to the cabal the leaders of this place I, but are interrupted by that guy killed crazy I, know, I
1: swear to god you know my least favorite part is when confectionaries try to uh, like be around me. Mm. Kill Crazy, by the way, would literally be a Cinnabon inside of a Cinnabon in a Cinnabon bun that you then cover with Whoa. a bunch of sauce and you try to eat it. You're getting silly now, I know. buddy. I'll this let is you prop
0: because we're only on 301. <laughs> I'll, I'll cool it down. <laughs> Anyhow, Kill Crazy says he's the bookie here in Cinnabar. He takes the bets. Um, Even the ones on Rogue, because everyone's been talking about it. The whole town was betting on if he'd make it here alive or not. And
1: suddenly a dude pulls a gun, but there's no third party to see it. So I kind of feel like just shooting the guy is loading the books. But whatever. Yeah,
0: the guard pulls a gun, points it to Rogue's head. Anyway, next time on Rogue Trooper... Point
1: blank. You know what never ends well? What's that, Fox? Guns pointed at Rogue Trooper. <laughs> it's true. Even like the, what What the fuck did they call the gun that that weird scientist guy when he was trying to assassinate people for aliens? Oh, there was that one that like, it just it just blinded him because it was supposed to give a safe feeling of peace. Yeah, exactly.
0: And then he, Rogue had to kill them all sort of offhanded like like the chips did most of the heavy lifting. He didn't lifting? even go into
1: tranquility through a peace gun. And that was actually shot at him. The man got crucified and brought back here. Do you think pointing a gun at a dude who's literally built to destroy all humans? I feel like that's just a bad idea. That's like pointing a gun at RoboCop. Absolutely. Listen, Fox. This is a
0: lesson that the citizens of Cinnabar are going to find out (gasps) the hard way. Is this an origin story of Cinnabon? (laughs)
1: Like they become a peaceful race? (laughs) I'm
0: sorry. Please continue. And travel to the past, delivering sugary sweets to airports and malls I everywhere. Mean,
1: they've saved my life more than once.
0: It's not because listen, Cinnabon and Cinnabon are different places. You I, buy this you buy stuff from Cinnabon. Cinnabon is some is just like a way you 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 shorten a
1: more generic confectionery. I'm just saying that either sells me exactly what I want. Speaking of things that are short, <laughs>
0: thrill to tales from the doghouse. Oh, but they're the cutest ones. Absolutely. Uh, Scripture about Stuart Edwards, art about Mick Austin, learning about Tom Frame. Oh. Just a, a speed bump of some doghouse stories yeah, here. A but little. So, like, oh. yeah, they're fun ones. Absolutely. Um, I'll complain about the filler in this month later in the episode. Mm. Uh, f- Ernest Froggy Natterjack from the Romney Marshes in Southeast oh, England. I that's right. I hated is, <laughs> this. <laughs> Sorry. Please continue. Is going after the fogoid shapeshifter with his buddies, see-through who's some sort of invisible guy with invisible uh, skin and Weez- muscles so different from the visible man he's just sort of a
1: skeleton <laughs> with um but like with like he actually has no, skin it's just you, invisible when it's invisible you call them a skellington not a skeleton ooh. and not a Skeletron because they're not a robot you got to be a robot yeah, exactly yeah. so Come on. they're a skellington when they have the fairness ooh um
0: uh, then there's Sanders, who's a small chicken guy, th- and Cyclops, who's a Cyclops. <sighs> <I> th-
1: <laughs> Sanders is my favorite, just so you know. He's pretty but good. Also, yeah, why is this not about bugs the entire time? I kind of feel. It's about bugs. It kind of ends up it being is. a little bit. Well, uh, yeah. But anyway.
0: Yeah. They've hunted this shape changer to a wax museum, and as they enter it, half the team are quickly killed by the shape changer, both as a gun wielding Dracula. And as Anne Boleyn pushing a wax model of, of Henry VIII on Stan- on Sanders. No! Which is
1: so, so fantastic. Henry VIII killing one last chicken for Henry his Henry VIII I am, Henry VIII I am, I am. I got pushed by Anne Boleyn. I crushed a tiny chicken man. I crush ch- a Chinese chicka in. You gotta, oh, you gotta stretch it out, but I, I like that. The, I like that. Seeing sp- C- that eye here
0: as we move on to songs mm. in the Hall of Music. Froggy thinks Cyclops is about to shoot him, but he's done that thing with the beam of the laser <laughs> where it passes through your buddy and shoots a buddy behind him. That, that form w- of laser. <laughs> We've definitely seen this a lot, both in Dread and in uh, Strontium it's, Dog, actually. One time, Johnny Alpha pretended to shoot himself in the head, but he actually shot through his head and shot the guy that was making him <laughs> shoot himself in I the mean, head, Fox. It was a really I've solid move. I've never seen
1: this outside of this comic where someone projects a laser through something else because the laser explodes at a specific point, And it is maybe yeah. my favorite scientific trope that is completely only encapsulated in here. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe if it's in any other work of fiction.
0: I'm mean, I'm interested. I feel I honestly I seen it. in terms of weapon gimmicks, I feel like we've actually seen this more than the fact that that a judge's pistol will explode
1: yes. if you try to use it and you're not a Absolutely. judge, you know. I I like, I literally believe it comes up a fair exactly amount. Exactly. <laughs> in this like name a science fiction anything where you have seen this particular thing. No, no, this feels like a very much a 2000 AD branded
0: like, um, like, like it—it's the lightsaber of, of two thousand AD. I kind of love <laughs> it—the
1: the, vario beam laser. I kind of fucking love it. It just goes through you because it explodes over there, not in you. Well, yeah, you you program it, and it's light, man. <sighs> That's how light works. It's magic. Light is magic. Absolutely. So anyway,
0: <laughs> he, Cyclops knew where to shoot because, um. The because the shape changer was hiding in a music exhibit among the musical
1: group the Beatles as a giant bug. However, we never saw the giant bug as a beetle in the Beatles thing. Which it's yeah, it's fine.
0: Would, it, that that would have been cool. That like if, if if there'd been a split second where you can't like a panel where you can see the musical exhibit but with the beetle rocking out with George Harrison or whatever that, that would have been really whole good. the
1: Thing is about a frog. And so I was so excited to see the frog-related resolution or failure. It's true. Because if the thing was a beetle the whole time, and then suddenly he snapped his tongue and ate a human-sized beetle, that would be kind of rad. I think, honestly, this one and that one about Maeve with the
0: many arms feels like the only two Tales of the Doghouse that haven't been explicitly
1: written for pun purposes based on who the – on who the dog but is. But then why am I reading Tales of the Doghouse if it isn't both awesome and also topical? Topical? It's a frog man. He was... Oh, I thought you were so... so but the Beatles in 1989, oh, I don't, I don't give a fuck about the Beatles. If the Beatles was the punchline, you have to eat the beetle. Or even so, even if Cyclops Ooh, just... Ooh, That's the Beatles. That's a good, that's a good even pun if, <laughs> for the record. Even if Cyclops just fried the beetle, just having him eat it at the very end panel would have been like... Like, well, at least yeah, I, that would I get the, the money off. and some lunch. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Like, oh. that would have been fantastic. Or the, rate,
0: the rates aren't great, but the food's oh. decent or something oh. like that.
1: Mm. Chef's kiss for that one. That's a chef's Doing kiss. Doing it.
0: Speaking of punny little <laughs> strontoon dog stories, Jerry Ratty Cagney is from Brunswick. He's a tiny rat oh, he's dude. He's so
1: cute. He's kind of like, um, what's, the, what's the work of fiction I'm thinking of? Redwall. Stuart Little? Well, not Stuart Little, but Redwall. 'cause he's got a he's got a little tiny sword and a little tiny gun. Yeah, live it up. Um so he volunteers
0: to go to bring Sorry. in Continue. mass murderer, mad monster for 300,000 credits. That's
1: actually pretty the, big for someone so adorably rate. small.
0: No, that's what Johnny Alpha would be going exactly. after as well in terms of amount. So clearly the he's other great. dogs laugh at him. Yeah, the other dogs laugh at him for his tiny size, but he ain't care. Mm-mm. After a long space flight where he's got to fly in cargo he eventually arrives in the jungles I mean, the of France kicks to catch a the killer. door down.
1: Yeah, he's tough, he's man. Not, and Come it's on. not even a tiny door; it's an elephant-sized door. He's got powerful rat legs. He's freaking Maudib over here, he man. Has, Come on, he has the powers of a rat if upscaled to the size of a human. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be good or bad. I don't honestly. know either. I don't know how. Animal powers work in sizing. I feel like I oh, I only I wish there was a
0: chart of what has proportional strength of what just sort of if you were if out. you were
1: a centaur would you have the strength of a human or the strength of a horse and then on which side you'd have this you'd have half the strength of a human and two thirds the, the strength of a horse. two thirds the strength of a horse on the human side and then half the strength <laughs> on the horse side. Whoa! I don't know.
0: Maybe you'd be stronger. You have a m- more of a more of a vertical base. When you're trying to do stuff, Man, you know. Centaurs like, like, you, are you such got more an... bracing with your exactly. four legs. Centaurs
1: are such an interesting character study. Let's be centaurs. <sighs> We're never going to finish <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I promise you we will, but not well. All <laughs> oh, right. Um, so anyway...
0: He Yeah, so he sneaks up in the murderer's cab, and after some gunplay, we see this baddie, a dude with a big old elephant head. Daddy walks out <laughs> to surrender, but the mad monster sees him, and he freaks out. He's got a huge phobia of rodents. See, oh, no. The,
1: the rat man, mouse man, not rat man. That was rude. The mouse man knew. You know, like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I have a I have a mouse head. You have an elephant head. I know exactly what's going on.
0: Well, yeah, because the day is saved because it's true that an elephant never forgets. Their own
1: phobia of rodents. He didn't need to be Johnny Alpha. He just had to be an adorable mouse man. But not the size of a As mouse. Opposed, just slightly smaller than yeah, average. Smaller, human. smaller than average,
0: yeah. 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 And speaking of tiny men accomplishing big things, Fox.
1: <laughs> be they
0: mouse-shaped bounty hunters or blue ones inside the heads of other <sighs>
1: people. 303, three! Judge dread! I feel like this is not going to end well for certain people. Some interesting Judge Dredds this this
0: uh, this episode for sure. Um, so, script robot John Wagner, art robot – Um, oh wait. Uh, sorry. John Wagner and Alan Grant. Art robot Will Simpson, Jim Bakey, Col- and Colin McNeil. And um, later robot Tom
1: Frame. I, I swear to God. And, I mean, I'll bring this up again. The color pages for these four progs – are amazing yeah we start off with with will simpson doing his painting thing wills will,
0: will simpson feels like the innovator of painting for in 2000 ad and then simon bisley shows up and says good work buddy but now it's time for the real my deal. my
1: favorite is like <laughs> the in between the teeth look like it gives you a little mm. bit of a dirty reference but also kind of like a those are teeth and this is weird <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: so, first up, we got uh, Dred's in Ciudad Barranquilla, a.k.a. Banana City, on the trail of the insane Judge Barry Curtin and his f- brain friend, uh, Moe, this one written by John Wagner with art by Will Simpson, they're mid-showdown, and Dredd, um basically um,
1: hides his informant by saying that the size found but Barry. But my favorite part of all of this is that, uh, so, yes, that, but Barry mm. is constantly fighting against or, or excuse me, Mo. Which one's the blue one? He, Mo. So Mo is is pushing him like, hey, don't don't fucking do anything, don't acquiesce, don't just whatever. And he's like, yeah. no, no, no. You don't realize, like Judge Dredd. I got to play. He's, he's got stuff he's, going fucking, he's and, fucking and Judge good. Dredd
0: is the real deal. Yeah, yeah
1: You, you got
0: to be careful. He knows what he's up so, against. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dredd offers Barry a chance to come home safe, but is he is willing to kill him if it comes to I that? Mean, Curtin say, Always. Yeah. Dredd says Curtin's – or Curtin says Dredd is getting old, but he still surrenders to him, but then says he's got 10 million credits of stolen drug money in his apartment, and the Justice Department will probably want that as well <sighs> instead of just leaving it to the uh, CB
1: judges, I, the Bonanza City judges. I love that that hangs a little bit, and then we go back to Hershey. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, bullshit. meanwhile – yeah, um Dredd eventually agrees and the two personalities scheme as they head over to his apartment. In the in the in the Banana City Hall of Justice, Judge Hershey requests that that Judge Curtin be remanded to their custody, but the Judge Supremo says no and yells at Hers at Hershey for these big city judges thinking they're so much Do better than the think you are guys. some
1: kind of big city judge coming here into my Town, telling me with your fucking fancy stars. Mm-mm. Uh, Not even first that you nice. Get the justice, no, he literally then just. Then you get the money. Then you get the power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you actually, you actually hit it pretty well. He says some really Dude, horrible best. shit and just says, "I how really like what he everything says." Everything um, is, but then yeah. literally says that they're corrupt. Well, I really
0: like his last thing where he says, listen, like you look down on us, but, but are people in Mega City 1 really happier than people
1: in my city? And he makes a fair point. <laughs> no one's happy in Mega City 1, I mean, you know? From here on out, and I will not comment on this again, the next four progs, or three, but this one inclusive, mm-hmm. every citizen is literally worse off. I mean, I guess people
0: aren't quite starving in the streets in Mega City One the way that we no, saw. in but they're in the, eating in, months in, the, in, the, in the previous episode. Yeah, it's it's still bad. It's still extremely we bad. We don't times. know what they're so eating I, I, here. He does have a which, fair
1: point. Fine, I'll I'll yeah, assume it's, it's not months, but I'm pretty sure it is months. Hey, it's it's not all months. Sometimes it's genetically
0: engineered giant rats. Fox, be honest. Be be fair. <laughs> is it is it actually genetically? giant rats some people are eating yeah remember remember when when dread fought that giant rat and it like escaped into the thing it was a man eater and dread fought it and whatever it got like taken in and It was like in a cage and the
1: doctor was like, ah, yes. Oh, that's right. It would make actually fantastic meat because of its – Yeah, it's got a a, a, a
0: lean radioactive meat that's good eating. But (laughs) in the – he finishes the story saying, oh, like you were were a a bad fighter, rat,
1: but you make a good burger. But but it isn't that the rat is the meat that they're going to harvest. They are just going to (laughs) –
0: that's my f- no, I think they were starting a breeding program with those
1: rats, buddy. But anyway, oh my God. Meanwhile, at Barry's <laughs> place, Barry I hands Dread that suitcase full work. of fra- of cash. No, go for. Oh well, I mean that's not going to work.
0: Yeah, Dread refuses to open it because it's obviously booby trap. Obviously a booby trap. It's got two booby traps. It's also got a gun built into it, which Barry uses Listen, to shoot Dread. If
1: I'm going to press that special booby trap gun, and you let me press the special booby trap gun he kind of deserved to get blasted but the whole time that's right and what i love about the um, overture of this whole thing is judge dread is getting slow even when he's in the thick of when he shouldn't be
0: absolutely yeah the older judge gets hit in the arm as barry lays boots to him and he can't like you know he can't leave him like he's like leave me alone. I can't. You're a psycho. Curtin starts monologuing like you said about Dread being past exactly. his prime and getting old.
1: Well, and he always and waits for which, the monologue.
0: Yeah, because at that point, Dread grabs that briefcase <laughs> and hucks it, Barry. It opens as it does and hits him right in the face with nerve gas inside. And, oh hey, man! Listen, you
1: know what happens? Your neck starts to fill with gas, and also your head. I I didn't see what was a hundred percent happening here. It's hard to tell with, I mean, it's sort of on purpose hard to tell with how Higgins doing it, but it's pretty clear
0: that he, that he dies a pretty exactly, terrible nerve because gas, you Steph. see him
1: unlock it. I knew that he was going to throw it at him and you see the cash kind of coming out. I love mm-hmm. the two pictures, Barry grabbing his own neck. And Mo yeah, grabbing and his own Mo, neck. kind of inside his brain, yeah, like sort of dying with him and stuff. It's cool, definitely. Because Mo is not an extra dimensional or extra-terrestrial or extra whatever. No, figure. he's just a he's a, a manifestation of Barry's exactly. mind. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that it it doesn't need to make a new character out of that. Judge Dread will just no. hunt you to the ends of the earth, and your weird blue guy inside your brain. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: But let's get away from color here, Fox, because Slane's going to be in the middle pages oh, for the next two and a half months of 2008. And it deserves
1: it <sighs> so much.
0: Oh, yeah. So that means Dredd moves to the front of the prog, which as the top has build not where he'd go for, if he wasn't getting the when color. When was the
1: last time Judge Dredd has been in the front of the prog?
0: Uh, the last time was right at the start of Dread going full color in that Oz mm-hmm. story. Um, that one was black and white. And so there was one issue where um, Dread was in um, was in black and white, and he was in the front. Then, but not even not even for color, but like prominently because it was three Progs, yeah, that he's there. But I think I forget what it was off the top of my head. It must have been the last time there was an extended period of color. So probably during like a Nemesis or a big big storyline or something like that. A a few years back or a year back, right? Like yeah, like a big like like Pat Mills is, like you know something prestigious that needs to color when, pages. I mean like like, like saying the word. When of God I got to six cool, two know.
1: six, and Judge Dread was the first uh, um, thrill that I yeah, saw. No, it's unusual for I, sure. It like completely shocked me. It's like wait. I mean yeah, it's going to be interesting. Something crazy I, like, is going to happen later. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm so used to saying thrill three, Judge Dread. That you know the next couple episodes of saying it as thrill one is going to, or the next maybe two episodes is is, is going to be kind of a, kind of a it's switch. Kind up. of awesome. Like it really jars yeah. you as a as a normal reader. Let's say. I mean, there's going to come a point, I think, in Prague 700 or so, wh- when we go full color, that's when dread's going to move to the front of the Prague and basically be there for the next 30 years, essentially. Sure, In um, full color, I get it. Or, or 15 years or whatever. But, you know, well, it's, I mean, I'm sort of, like, this is sort of a, a, a tangent, but it is this sort of theory of, um, of, of a British comic ordering, mm. I guess, where... Generally, you open with your top thrill, you close with your second thrill. Yes, um, with your with your number two thrill. But that sort of changed with 2000 AD because instead your top thrills in the middle. Where the color and is, and then yeah, and I think maybe then still your second thrills at the end, and you have like your third thrill I mean, or something it's an like that. To you're start. trying to keep people till the end. That makes sense. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. There's there's definitely like a a big strategy. Around it for sure, so we're definitely seeing because now Slain's going to be in the middle. Dred's got to you know Dred moves to his rifle place, it's, it's, his other rifle it's sort place of, at the it's, start. The, of the, the
1: reason that I even bring it up is that it was just so jarring because he's been yeah, in it's, the it's middle while, for so for long sure. and prominently so. Sometimes he'll move up, sometimes he'll move back, but prominently they've been trying to put him in the color pages. And then oh yeah, I mean that's how it is. In, it's and, the big money, and you know. I really mean this: the readers who are listening. Read 626 and onward, what they use the color pages for is a literal spectacle. It's beautiful. They know. I mean, um, yeah, they know.
0: Yeah. Don't get ahead of ourselves, Fox. We gotta, we'll got we we'll do, you know, we still got to get to slaying. It's going to be exciting. But for Dread here, this time, Skiz artist
1: G- uh, Jim Bakey
0: draws one of my favorite little Dread stories. It's so nice it, having all these dark colors and
1: like a lot of like material and these characters are so fun. I love the haircut, by the yeah. way, of the big dumb one. Now, this one's. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, A, a pair of uh, Speedy Gonzalez
0: talking crooks prepare to break through a steel door in the rowdy Yates
1: block. <sighs> Not a the, good idea. As on
0: the other side of the door in a Spartan apartment, Judge Dredd calls in an attempted
1: break in. He's finally just trying to take a motherfucking bath. <laughs>
0: He requests backup because he's in the bath. He, <laughs> we see him, like, in the tub with, like, one of those uh, long-handled
1: wash brush things a and big stuff sponge. like that. Like, here's the thing. Judge Shred rarely takes a break, and all these guys are like, oh, fuck it, whatever. Like, he's just taking a fucking thing. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. like, how often does dude take a fucking bath? It is interesting
0: that this one sort of play – continues to play on the stuff from the previous story, which is more – sort and, and that we've seen before like in Bloodline and other mm. times too, of this idea of Dread getting old and sort of doubting himself and feeling like he sort of passed his prime or something like I that. I think in
1: a way that that's kind of the and – I'm not speaking eugenics, but it's like the the genetic cloning that he has – there's probably some amount well, of substance that he has to. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm and I mean like, he's
1: been on the like that's why he has a fucking apartment as opposed to just a fucking like tube that he sleeps in. You know. I mean, I think it's
0: also just yeah, like he's he's been on the street for like 35 years. But he's also like the he first is- generation
1: clone, right?
0: Yeah, I mean that's a that, that's an interesting thing too. I don't know, I don't know if we'll get like
1: I. F- this is this is me it's gonna being be a wild, theory. Like yeah, right.
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting theory, this idea that there might be some planned obsolescence or something like that within his, his clone body um, or that it might break down early. But I feel like it is sort of like he's reaching a point where he, as a normal person, like, you know, he's designed to be like like a top exactly. human but not
1: superhuman. And,
0: suddenly and so, he you wants know, eventually a you kind of – yeah, and you can't just be like a spring chicken doing all this stuff right away. Do you know, know what the best part um, of all of this is?
1: What's that? No Maria, no Walter. <laughs> it's true. Please continue. It could have been better, though, if he had a rubber ducky oh, on the it end of his it would have been uh, law great, giver, especially if he had a shotgun inside of him. <laughs> so,
0: please. Quack, quack, perps. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, the, the dispatch judges are are stunned by all this and decide to let them sweat for a little bit because they're assholes. I, it doesn't um, make sense. After,
1: anyway, please.
0: Yeah. After breaking their crowbar, the Tufts move on to a big drill to get through the door. And we again, as we sort of talked about, uh, Dread contemplates taking the perps and out. And also see that's giant done calluses all over
1: his feet if they're not warts. Yeah, but in, maybe.
0: In, I mean, they're probably calluses. Going to mm. wear those tight boots. You that's know?
1: actually very true. Those are probably calluses. Um.
0: Yeah, so, you know, again, we, yeah, a lot of this is Dredd is chalking it up to getting older and being more tired and things. The perps go to blow up the door and Dread gets the ba- his
1: bathroom <laughs> door closed just in just time. Sl- with Slapping it with the fucking – Slamming
0: with, with the brush.
1: Yes. It's excellent. Oh, it's so great. He was using it to wash his foot and then the sponge to wash under his armpit. But do you know what? It's even better. He needs I must, know. man. You need some reach, man. I'm not going to get out of this yeah. tub while I'm scrubbing. Scrub-a-dub-dub in the tub. Yeah,
0: he, he, radi- he radios into, p- into control and pulls a gun from his, sub- his tub-side table to draw <laughs> down on the perps. They immediately recognize
1: their mistake, but it's too it's late. It's your gun-side tub-side table. Yeah, you have multiple gun side ah. tables to the multiple things that you have in your apartment because you're not in a tube. Oh, I, I guess everything's gun side if you have I a mean, gun on all it, your tables. It's clearly not a boot knife. He has no boots on. It's true. So after a bit of gun
0: play, including some excellent use of ricochet bullets to disarm <laughs> the uh, the perps and stuff, he shoots the gun out of his hand with the ricochet bullet, which is pretty amazing. And then
1: Makes them handcuff themselves,
0: which is yeah. so. He makes them ha- <sighs> They they handcuff themselves to
1: a pipe until backup comes to arrest them. And then he closed the door to continue his bath. I wanted in some way for him to walk out of the bathroom and just be fully stuck naked and just say handcuff yourself and them to be no. so intimidated. No, I know. Or, it's fucking 1989. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No. Listen, yeah, on the one hand, I do like the idea of perps being intimidated by Dredd's donger. <laughs> on the other hand, I also like him just completely taking these guys
1: out from the tub. I, I mean, both, know. right? Because then are you're good. not interrupting your tub time. I yeah. love tub time. Do you love like tub I, time?
0: That, that's more important. I mean, not really because I'm a, I'm a very large man, Fox, Listen, I can't fit really many. No, that just means inferior tubs
1: have not given you proper tub time. Yeah, well, listen, like, maybe if
0: everybody, like, uh, donates to the show and makes me rich, then I can afford a
1: conrad-sized <laughs> a claw, tub. A that's claw the dream. A tub.
0: <laughs> I think it'd have to be one of those ones that
1: are actually, like, like mini jacuzzis or something like that, To be like honest, that, you know. that's what my grandma has. And I'll be honest, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> gotta live it up. Okay, so let's,
0: let's get going, Let's Fox. read we some gotta, newspapers <laughs> and be a man them. with a beard yeah.
1: who is suddenly <laughs> accosted.
0: John Cassavetes is dead. <laughs> He died in February of 1989, so probably very recently to when this comic was, like, being written by Alan Grant and art being done by Colin McNeil.
1: quite honestly, yes. He made a series of – I wouldn't call them B films, but they're pretty up there. They're, like, A minus, B plus.
0: Yeah.
1: I've seen – what was it? It wasn't called Girls. Uh, Well, anyway, please continue.
0: Yeah, medium-sized Hollywood guy. 122 years later, a man is reading a newspaper about it, and Mega City One never knew he lived. There's other news articles here, too, all banned by the Justice Department. Besides newspapers, we see some books, like, uh, by uh, by Tolkien, there's Hollywood Wives, even the 1982-2000 <laughs> AD annual. Oh,
1: look at this guy. Mm, I'm a classics man. Mm, suddenly, there's a knock at the old man's door. It's the judges doing a crime <sighs> blitz! I, you know... <laughs> This is also, it made me so sad, this whole thing. See, yeah, he actually wasn't doing place. an illegal. Not really. They check his goldfish
0: license, all the usual stuff. He seems clean. But then a judge finds a secret doorway in his bathroom sink cabinet. It leads to his hidey hole full of forbidden documents. And he's taken away, demanding to know why they're all banned. Why is it a secret that John Cassavetes is dead? I, I swear. Don't ask me,
1: citizen. Now move. And But also, then suddenly, you see Dredd take up a newspaper. Uh,
0: yeah. Dredd reads through some of all of this. We see that the stash has Moby Dick and copies of Crisis 2000 AD and action. But also, but yeah, like, he,
1: kind of questioning he's never the of whole before. thing. Like, why yeah. am I arresting this old man? There are two things that I think yeah. about this. First, never in a city have, like, a like a false wall where you keep your shit, just put it out. They're just gonna throw it on the <laughs> I, they probably, well, I literally mean they're hide in plain sight. Yeah, no, they're just gonna yeah. throw it on the fucking ground. Right? Uh but secondarily, uh Judge Dredd walks out with a book and a newspaper. Yeah,
0: he's gotta think about some stuff. It's interesting. I think so like what what this made me think of, Fox, is that um, you know how all of these city blocks in, in Mega City One are named after celebrities and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, what if the people of Mega City One don't know
1: that, I guess? Oh, no, I think that that is emphatically true. How would they know that? There's no historical yeah, record the, as far as we know, and most of them are below right, the poverty line.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, one, they're dumb, of course. And they have yeah, no I mean, way I think to it's interesting. rectify that. Yeah, I think it's just an interesting thing. Yeah, because all the information's banned. So, like, you know, if you're in... Like, what if you're in the Adolf Hitler butt block and you don't know who Adolf Hitler is or something like that, that you know? Like, it's an interesting
1: concept and an interesting layer of what's going on in Mega City One, I guess. In my imagination, it has always been you and me kind of... You telling me these people or at least I, I kind of know them. I think that the information or at least how i've been thinking about it is banned specifically because uh, even though they're wrong in a way the judges don't want people reaching to the past because the past was violent and the only most Mm. violent people can only be the fascist government that's ruling you right you don't need to burn books if there are no books that's fair for sure It, it was just a very interesting thing because my favorite part of this entire thing, it was him asking why, and the books that they're bringing out, he's like, I'm not selling them, I'm not doing any of this. He had them in a false wall, and, which was literally the incriminating part, but it was Judge Dredd a lot walking of, yeah. out with a book and a newspaper. And a lot of the information is
0: just real, like... Benign doesn't like, yeah, benign or like, yeah, not that big a thing. It's just like, you know, celebrity gossip and exactly. newspaper and like, uh, t- and TV times. But any from but any 122 context years would ago, be
1: dangerous context in a, yeah, in, it's in that kind of world, right? And definitely when Judge dread takes a moment to realize, well, none of this matters, it's just fucking garbage, and then walks out with those things, do you think he's going to fucking write a report and put those in evidence? Maybe it's it hard to is. tell. Like, exactly, I don't know. He hates writing reports and like, all that shit, but it is hard to tell. It's hard to tell what that walking away with those things mean.
0: Yeah, because on on the one hand, I'd assume that Dredd would be real, like you know, would be ramrod straight and like never think of of of, of compromising. But that then stuff. you're but in we're his also head, seeing Dredd in,
1: entering a weird new space in his head. That sort of you know, it's, oh, it's I mean, different. it was the last sure. half of this thing was just him kind of questioning that, not completely, but just kind yeah. of slightly.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's very interesting. It's very, um, you know, for so many years, Dredd's been a man dead set against change and all this other stuff. So it's interesting to see him sort of
1: like have these little cracks appear in in time, I think you know? That, um, that is kind of core to the thing or I hope it is because I don't have foresight into how these things are going to go. But mm-hmm. how you and I have kind of been reading this and for how long we have. I mean, when we first sure. started, Judge Dredd was not awesome action jackboot here he's been that for a yeah. long time but, well, but I think for we're the sort last of, I mean, like six it, months people have been literally questioning his psychology and it's not just someone saying well, yeah. get some tighter boots which was one off well i feel like that, that that that's part of it but i feel like you know this um
0: at least partially i feel like this introspection dreads having is part of the fallout of um of also making the Justice Department have a little bit more nuance, I guess. Yes. Like part of the following of like revolution and stuff in this, and these stories, making the Justice Department appear to be the bad guy means that we also have to have little pieces of dread questioning it and changing and stuff like that. It's not going to be all the way, but I think it's sort of interesting stuff. We should definitely keep an eye on it coming up. Um, Let's, let's finish up dread. here. (laughs) That was (laughs) fun. That was fun though. We've, yeah, because we're having these big talks. We've talked a lot. And I'm also, but I'm looking at the second half of this episode. and know that we want to talk a lot about that as well. So we gotta get going. Get at her. Um, Alan Grant and Colin McNeil continue in the next story. Though this one, I feel like has a very Steve Dillon art style Absolutely. to it.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: the Mega City One show "Star for a Day" is featuring Cynthia, a
1: moped that hasn't stopped running for more than a decade. Which suddenly we- makes me feel like maybe you should never stop being in a moped after a certain point. It seems like they've survived
0: better than most for sure. We meet the occupants, the Wilbury family, a clear reference to supergroup the Traveling Wilburys. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I got the hiccup suddenly. Oh no. Uh the host wishes congratulations as we meet the kids, Dave and Davina, and the grandma Granola eh? Wilberry, who isn't rattled by the fame because she can't hear anything. Eh? We, we eh we meet the patriarch, Jetta, who explains the dirty world of Mega City 1. They started rolling during the housing crisis of 2099, which is right when 2080 started. Um, avoided both the robot rebellion, block mania, and the apocalypse war. Without much housing stocks, they've been heading for the light ever since.
1: I mean, it feels like they've literally been the luckiest people in the entire city. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're definitely. I mean, I guess like... No, they've been the luckiest people in the
0: entire yeah, city. Yeah, no. I, I mean, there must be a bunch of people in Mega City 1 who haven't really felt the direct effects of things. No, sure. Like that.
1: But were they but in a block honestly, or I in bet, a fucking moped? Yeah.
0: I mean, I bet most of them, most people at least got hit by
1: block mania to an extent. Right? Unless you're like crazy max normal and just drinking no, champagne you got instead. Up. These guys have their own water in their moped that once in a while they have to hook up to the mainstream things. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh...
0: Jetta hates all this traveling, but he keeps on like a ship and uh, says to never trust the judges when they promise you to give you a house, That is never what you should say on public access television. The host definitely seems uh, a little put off by it, but he lets Jetta know that he's not um uh, he's not alone anymore because once he gets 10 million kilometers, he'll win a permanent lease on a luxury apartment in Don Trump Tower.
1: So there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Only the best apartments, Fox. Listen, it's only the best apartments, but it's only the best apartments right. if you can actually. All right, let's I know. Go. No, I know. There hey, uh, uh, you go. <laughs> I'm just saying that there was no guarantee in what he said that if you broke the law, you would still have it. That's
0: true. I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, it's his last night on the road. As they drive to the end of the line, though, Dread notices them. He tells them to pull over. They've got a defective tire
1: but not Jetta really. is not trying to no, hear this. No, I mean, this. that's all bullshit.
0: Yeah, instead he goes full margarita and blasts forward <laughs> his throttle at Maxine. Margaritaville? He goes full margaritaville? That's right. It's Don Trump Tower or bust. Oh. Uh, Dread calls an impending accident as the moped goes out of control and flips full tweeter and the monkey man. You gotta grab him by the, the moped. Yeah, whoa. Oh, <laughs> Are on their way as the host narrates the grim sight. Only grandma survived falling out the back when Jetta didn't handle her with what? care, but she's too deaf to hear the host's questions. Thank you. This has been my recap working in the
1: names of all the tracks from the Traveling Wheelberry's first album into it. I I don't understand how the grandmother survived at all. She landed, on the, she landed
0: on the rockers of her wheelchair. No, I'm, and it
1: like a, I'm know, there with you. You know
0: how like when you're playing like Tony Hawk or like a, like a snowboard game and you can fall like 500 feet, but if you kind of are going into a ramp and you line it upright, you do it fine? It, it's like that, but with a, a so rocker. All you're chair.
1: saying is that she did a 960 ollie off of a halfback into a boneless stiffy. Christ dare no, a like kickflip, uh, boneless, yeah, goofy foot, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> That's a delicious
0: ice cream. And don't glean foot. the cube, fox. Uh, all also <laughs> tweeter, tweeter, and the
1: monkey man's a ridiculous name for a song. Traveling Berries. get out of here. You're I, making I suppose me I could jump through these hoops. The only thing I'm not going to do is make a uh, political statement. What yes. I am going to do is say, if someone's telling you as a game show, like super shop sweep or super sweep shop whatever the fuck it was right a supermarket, supermarket sweep. sweep you run through the thing you put some stuff in your stuff they count it up at the end ba ba if it's more than everybody else it's great that dude didn't even super, supermarket sweep them He said all you got to do is like drive a little more and you get a yeah, free yeah it seemed like they would still got gotten, gotten, in, gotten 100... in let's say a really nice place
0: yeah they would have It seems like they would have still crossed 10 million miles, even if they stopped
1: for the the tire or whatever. The only reason he was getting stopped, I'm going to be honest with this, is if I on national television said, all the police are horrible, I wish they were dead. Ooh, conspiracy theory, I see. Someone's going to pull me over, at least once. Shocking. But then I'll keep going, at some point, when they can't stop me. Or someone else in my family who could maybe drive the fucking 18- 500 wheeler gotta gotta play a smart fox don't and stop of playing a smart it. you could have gotten into trump tower yeah let's
0: go to non-thrills covers and nerve centers Oh god
1: we're going into reality aren't we listen we're at this halfway
0: point let's see if we can make
1: it fox. Oh, what do you mean into it's not even great fucking like artwork for a while at least
0: Oh, am beautiful more worried about getting you to bed so you can get don't to, get don't to work tomorrow, tomorrow about me okay Okay, so here we go. Frog 625 dreads pointing us out. This comic is illegal. In you know, a very Uncle Sam cover by Cliff Robinson here. We need you um, in, to pick your own boogies. Yeah. Whoa. In the nerve center, Thug's only got one word on his mind. Slave. But also There's bam pictures.
1: Bam, 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 bam. Life is like a tyranny rex here in Duck <laughs> Rex. Yeah, there's pictures of, of Tyranny <laughs> Duck
0: and Daffy Dread, a pair of ducky uh characters it's, here. It's the letters uh,
1: accused star of wearing, Oh, It it was Go it ahead. was quite literally the absolute silence you gave me when I did. I'm I'm just I'm just trying to get us through this one. Oh <laughs> man,
0: I'm I'm in it to win it. <laughs> Usually just let me go with these nerds, with these thrill, with these thrills I'm like, you oh know. Oh, no, this is horrible. <laughs> You're jumping in. I'm expecting content, buddy. Why are buddy. there two ducks right. in the first fucking Because you got to theme these things, man. You're like, we got to get these pictures. What do we got? Oh, well, drew a picture of Tyranny Rex as as, as, a, as, da, as, as,
1: da, as Daffy Duck. I really want to start Rule 34 as a child. And when the internet or comes like out, Daffy I want to make, make Tyranny Rex Dredd. be a duck because that's very sexy.
0: Letters accuse Tharg of wearing platforms. Another just says hi. A third asks an extremely Scottish question. And a fourth complains about writers insulting uh, Tharg. Real Mig quick, what's a Prague? Scottish question? Oh, like, I feel like it was in, like, Scottish, um, like, dialect, like I guess. Like, what's a Scotch egg? I don't know if Scotch eggs are from Scotland, Fox. I mean, I, I feel like I, I'm being, all right. Please, continue. you're 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 hitting me. You're, you're breaking protocol by asking me about this stuff, Fox. I usually write it just with the idea that I'm going to breeze through it.
1: <laughs> I I love this so much. Please continue.
0: No, I'm I'm looking at the Scottish
1: question now. What, Fuck what, you, buddy.
0: You earned. This. I mean, I
1: want to know what a Scotch egg is. Also, why do I know that Scotch egg? Oh, it's like yeah. it's kind so, of like a hard-boiled okay. egg but fried outside. A Scotch egg consists of a whole or soft, uh, a whole soft or hard-boiled, uh, no, wrapped in sausage meat, coated in breadcrumbs. That's yes, good. All right.
0: Please. So, okay. So the Scottish question is, jings and crivens, has it gone th thaw- ah, uh, thaw- thaw- it is no about time you sent me one of Yarn TCVs you've been having a bull- I've been hopping about on lately. I've hid to keep my 2000 ideas in cardboard boxes for years now. In the galaxy's grace, it's just not good enough. So come on, get your green self together and send Yarn off to me, man here. By the way, a boot letter page in Perk 614. Road Stewart's a boot as Scottish as the Queen Ma. Keep up the good work,
1: Greenhead. The problem is that thing is in two parts, and both of them I don't understand. I guess maybe it's from store them in a salt Brian mine, Comiskey. and then secondarily, why are you talking to from an East alien?
0: kill East Glasgow. <sighs> There you what? go. A wee vinyl thingy to keep your progs in. Are you sure you know we go to Robson with a fake name? Alright I love you so much. Six twenty. Oh uh, wait, no. Got to keep going. Blah, blah, blah. Mid art. There's fan art f- taking up more space. We got to fill this space, Fox. We got a very big, a very big Dave looking Judge Ray, which we'll learn about in the in the nineties. Several very eighties looking Judge Andersons. Um, Ueno Hama, our man and Hondo, aka Robo Hop, which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, judge Smiley Face. My favorite and is, is the a ghostly Judge
1: Nothing badge
0: of dread. Yeah, Judge Nothing. Yeah, here's your crown, Judge Nothing. Or here's your badge, yeah. The frog, ends the crazed-looking slain bursting through the door by Simon Bisley and a pinup of dread in Ciudad so, Batamquillo uniform and a bike in front of an Andy Warhol set of multicolored
1: dread faces, which I would like to have on my wall. Maybe, I, and I, I did put this into my notes specifically mm-hmm. for the spinnies. All right. This is fucking fantastic. Ooh. Like, nice. Will yeah, Simpson's fun. work, I mean, this whole thing, Beautiful.
0: Yeah, he's a good he's he's a good hand with this painted stuff for sure. Like the uh, having all of these color pages has really given him a chance to
1: to show off well, a little and bit. And the I think color that's been really contrast great. is absolutely fantastic. Like white shoulder pads are against all of the fucking color that's going on. Yeah, the Botan Kia uniforms are pretty are pretty mint, Fox. They're, They're pretty so nice. Sick.
0: Please go on to six twenty six before I keep us here longer. Absolutely. Prog twenty six slain starts inside. The man himself appears above a procession of druids in this iconic cover by Simon Bisley. I Misley. literally cannot oh, talk,
1: and I will not talk about the color or literal artwork just for the next three pages. Let's talk about no, it. I can't. When we exactly. get to slain, I can't. He's got to get to slain.
0: Okay. <laughs> in the nerve center, Tharg warns of spontaneous human combustion from the raw thrill power in these pages. <sighs> There's. Pictures of a Judge Mickey Swift, aka Judge uh, Lofer, and a very gross Judge Death. Super unmasked. gross, but also pretty rad, dude. Keep doing that. Yeah, always good. Letter writers have loved 2000 from Prague. One, they asked about the words "drock," "stom," uh, and "grud," and they were apparently all troglodyte workers that gave their lives to build Mega City been One. Reading kind of since
1: Prague One, none of those things needed to be answered. I
0: feel like this is a different letter writer, but yeah, fair enough. Um, also, a writer is um, has an extremely complex uh, system for uh, classifying music. Oh. Like it's more oh, about how that the music makes him feel uh, instead of like the actual like like genre of it or whatever. Someone doesn't want
1: to uh. learn like uh, what am I thinking of? Like actually writing music. <laughs> no, no, it's someone who is who is rejecting music
0: scholarship for a more sort of ephemeral basis. Ooh. Mm. Um, at the end, there's a uh, there's a map of Slane's world. Once again, cementing this as a fantasy epic. Got to have a map to be a fantasy I epic. Would, I would still see...
1: argue. Prior to that is Slain' guide to the Horn God. I I know that it's the opening well, page. Yeah. It's just my favorite I'm, thing. I was going
0: to talk about that with Slane. I was going to go right, into that with the actual Slane story. On. Yeah. Um. So we can see here. Um. It's basically like it's it looks Europe like before the flood. It's it's. I mean, it looks like Europe.
1: No, I mean, no, like, I, I mean, just Italian. the outline of like where they're trying to say oh, the yeah. short seas are. Like, it, he's making it look like Africa.
0: I mean, it's it it's got this kind of like the coloring of it. It, it has this kind of like browner look that I sort of associate with like the, the Sahara Desert on maps sure. and things like that. Um, but yeah, so the, it, it sort of got Europe and then the the borders of um, where the sea hasn't. Um, led to is a big landmass of going out a couple hundred miles. There from is literally the edge of no everything.
1: Mediterranean and no yeah anything there's, east. There's
0: no Mediterranean. The British Isles are one big landmass and, and a part of Europe with an in, an inland sea where Saint George's Channel is now. Uh, Slane's people basically live in the middle of, of what we call the Irish Sea today. And someone's
1: super hard on Albion. Yeah, we all know about a dude who was a king once. Oh, or will be in the future from Slane's perspective. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Like For Arthur our, shows up. Oh, God, don't tell me. Well,
0: don't. if you'll remember in uh, Tomb of Terror, there was that guy with the uh, kind of the six things coming yeah. off his head or whatever. Yes. And that guy was Merlin. They called him Merlin well, no, a bunch I, of times. Or they, they said like he was going by another is name. Is he actually coming so, back? Are we going to have feelings about a fucking pluke? can't answer Ugh. these questions but i don't think that much fox not that much at i least. love you proc 627 fox pop S- uh, zenith phase three is go with a steve yo cover nice to see Yoel get a chance to do
1: a slain cover now
0: and sometimes, then sometimes a lot of sometimes, sometimes we you gotta do a
1: reverse like hip thrust to know mm. that that dude is zenith and he's so sexy
0: absolutely in the nerve center tharg wants to know what you think of slain and there are pictures of a dark skater judge saying (laughs) skate or don't and two kids getting arrested by judge invisible letters ask how old tharg is another asks if 2000 ad is into thrash or grindcore Mm. and a third is tired of all these silly letters what mid-prog there's an ad please continue yeah there's an ad for the Dread Mega special, mm. which we've talked about here on the show. There's a new single from
1: the band Alien Sex I- Fiend.
0: I was about a- <laughs> to
1: ask you about this. I've never heard of Alien Sex Fiend. What? L- look it up, buddy. It's, it's a band. They get they kind of – I
0: feel like they – not in this case, but they're one of these bands that also like does a lot of contracting
1: with 2000 AD folks to sort of do their album covers and things like that. Oh. Um, oh, no. I'm looking and, uh, at them. And- they're my – yeah, anyway, please continue. Perfect.
0: And there's a third ad with a promise from Tharg. Next prog, more of the same. <laughs> the, really? The prog ends with a pretty funny star scan by Jim Bakey of dread on his massive lawmaster. Oh. Checking the dog license of this old lady with her tiny little my,
1: dog as it yaps at dread. It's pretty my funny. My favorite part is all of us have been there where it, it's a an older woman with just the smallest dog possible. Now imagine the smallest yeah, dog possible now make that one quarter of that dog <laughs> it's incredibly it's it's a tiny tiny uh uh, uh wiener I dog love I love that that has transcended space and time that listen, concept listen. <laughs>
0: The reason why dogs are small is so old ladies can carry them around. Fox, that's but, literally but true.
1: Literally, never carry them around because that would be more work than letting them walk and shiver in the street and scream at people. Well, yeah, and you know they're on the streets, like go to the bathroom. You know, you don't want to hold. Well, them God back. forbid. But yeah,
0: like listen, two hundred years ago, P- Pomeranian was the size of a golden retriever, buddy.
1: It's, we're they used to be like, attack dogs. They used to be humanity- massive attack dogs actually?
0: Like dogs are humanity's greatest creation and the greatest proof that we're pretty evil, I,
1: buddy. Like, listen, where are my balls?
0: But like, e- yeah, even beyond the Rick and Morty like things. oh and yeah, where are things, my testicles kind of thing? If yeah, you, if you look at a picture of uh, or it, like I like j- just last night I saw this picture, of this tiny little teacup dog <laughs> that was like. You know, you could hold it in the palm of your hand, and it's like, that thing's like thousand times great granddad so, is a wolf, So
1: you know? So, there are two <laughs> types of German Shepherd. One mm-hmm. is a purebred German Shepherd, and one is just a regular fucking German Shepherd that has been mixed with other dogs. A purebred yeah. has a sloped back, which, after about five years, destroys its back legs because of arthritis. Yeah, I mean... However yeah i mean the bulldo- secondary you know, dog like that i just dogs are a tragedy you the know? secondary yeah. dog i just said literally has no bone problems yeah it's crazy just yeah this whole thing i sorry i know i got us no. about dogs now uh, biology anyway. is not fashion that's all i'm
0: trying to say yeah yeah be cool you jerks Proc 628 traveling will berries you're busted <laughs> colin mcneil draws <laughs> dread not handling a moped with care in the nerve center, Tharg plugs the sci-fi special, which we've also covered. It was one of these, the vagaries of the 200th episode, Fox, <laughs> and I had to move <laughs> some of these, some of these specials around oh a little God. bit, so whatever. They aren't quite in release order. Who is Judge, Judge LaToya? Uh, Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I just want to say that the special was an all-female special and had a board Mm. game that I found completely complex. There's pictures of a busty Judge LaToya Jackson.
1: Okay, so maybe this is... LaToya Jackson, Michael and
0: Janet's sister. Really? She, um, she, yeah, she had boobs. She did some, like, uh, Playboy spreads and other things like that in this era. Um, She had a psychic hotline, I believe. Oh, no, like
1: like Miss Chloe? And... Kind of say yeah uh
0: miss cleo Wait, yeah she's just La- kind of like
1: jackson i feel like yeah she's kind of
0: like the disgraced grifter member of the, ja- oh, no, of the jackson family up. i guess uh, no the
1: father is I the would, disgraced would, grifter of the fucking jackson family well, oh, okay no, no, of, no, of, the, not, of the jackson I'm not attacking siblings you. i mean that's more I'm of like no one can be more disgraced than the dude who fucked all of everyone's lives. like up.
0: Like, she's Frank
1: to um, Michael and Janet, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, You know what I'm trying to say? Well, that's unfortunate.
0: (laughs) Frank Stallone. Um, Frank Stallone
1: still made some great films. Ish.
0: (laughs) Ish. Quotation marks around there. Yes. Yes, I agree. Yes. Okay. Um, Also, there's um, there's a picture of Rogue. He's lost Gunner. He's lost Helm and all mercy as he enters hit 10. He looks so sweaty. Yeah, he's going through a lot. Uh, Letters object to the defamation of the band Yes and Swifty's return. Request a Judge plushie as seen in the 1988 Judge special, which I agree, actually. There's a a Judge stuffed animal that Anderson sleeps with in that one. That's really awesome.
1: Who's defending Yes? That's such a weird defense. Some people like Yes,
0: I guess. All right. Um, there's also this question about Nemesis being published in, in Best of 2018 monthly with Tread Answers. The prog ends with a very silly star scan by Jim Bakey of Tharg's are, new album, we going, Come Fly with Tharg. Are we going to use the word silly? Is, I mean, it's just a, it's literally a recreation it is of the, the cover of the album Come Fly with Me by
1: Frank Sinatra with it, Tharg instead of Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra was a human and also yeah. didn't have odd folds. Mm, this was the most cr- Any I loved it but it was he, cr- creepy as fuck
0: <laughs> Yeah and he never and, and he never sang uh to bet you April on Omicron 74, or fly me to the moon runners <sighs> Fly me to the moon runners Show me Let a me do strange among psychic the stars lady
1: who keeps me in her weird oh god i just don't even know show me what a miniskirt's like in various space station bars all you have to do is go look at look up bellardinelli and the fucking white pages and say hey yeah speaking of yeah hey. hey. well you know Be-
0: bellardinelli is a classic oh um, short you know, miniskirt boy artist. but also
1: a man who He's- makes pikachus that you can talk to
0: yeah, and he spent. Um, he he drew many of the early episodes of a specific thrill that I quite enjoy. And what Fox,
1: thrill could that be a thrill that we number as thrill for Slown, yeah. Wow, you really got you really got in there with that one. Doing it, Script about Pat Mills, art about Simon Bisley,
0: lettering about Steve Potter. Oh, buddy, the Horn God is here. So, just before we get started, Fox, I want to Please. give you a blurb on the Horn God. Horn God, incredibly important thrill in the history of British comics. Um, okay. We, they, we, we could tell that they know this just from all the hype over the last two months we've I seen. I mean, they've definitely they been, been laying down the framework. Big. Yeah. But my understanding is that the horn god ended up as as a phenomenon basically really? as soon as as soon as the 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 uh the the, the part we're reading here ends they're going to start selling full color albums of it and they're going to do amazing sales in both the UK and continental what Europe. What I don't it's understand six- is
1: why they didn't use the first page of 626 on the cover of the actual Ooh. comic. <laughs> Hold on, Please. hold on. I'm, I'm, we 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 can talk about
0: that. Um, it's a it's huge success, and it, and that huge success is what will get we'll we'll start getting 2080 more colorized. This idea that we can sell these big color albums for Ooh. a lot of money. Um, it, it's why we're going to get more color pages later this year, and eventually full this color coming. the year after that. Yeah, well, I mean, this series that we're starting here, um, it'll cement Simon Bisley as an all-important British comic influence. And um, though we've seen some painted stories in 2084, especially from Will Simpson, Bisley is basically thoroughly changing the game with every issue of is, Horn God that is we read is Bisley here. doing the coloring of his own work? I believe so, yes. I I, and, I, mean, I, it's spectacular. I, I think he's painting it. There's, so it's not, there's a reason I'm holding like, it off. Yeah, because this art is is painted. It's not the usual thing where you where you draw inks and then you you or where you draw pencils and then you do inks over that and then color over that. No, it's actual fucking art into the story. Yeah, um, the Horn God is called. You know what I mean, please. You know it's it's all art, buddy. Come on. Um, the The Horn God is called the crown jewels of British comics. So that doesn't keep uh, current publishers from occasionally drastically dropping the price of of it to launch new series. Every episode starts with a black and white page, often with kind of a previously on mm-hmm. Slain ber- blurb or just some kind of like, you know, Celtic designs and so I'm busy drawing some fun stuff. Um, and, um, this one that we start with has a full info dump defining all the characters and the world of Slain, including some pronunciations, which might have been helpful up until this point. Slain is, of course, pronounced Slawn, yeah,
1: but I'm not doing that. So, in a way, uh, and correct me on this. He's kind of mm-hmm. where Nemesis was big. <laughs> this is bigger. Where Dread was oh, yeah. was I mean, huge. This is huger. Well, I mean, Dread's Dread's still
0: like, like like the biggest thing, but this is a very important. Like this section is real big. I mean, like uh, two thousand eighty, re- like not recently, but like a. Uh, a year or two ago, released started releasing these like collected edition things, and the first one they did was the Horn God. You know what I was talking about there was they was they basically sold it like they 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 cut the price in by, to like seventy by seventy five percent or something. Sure. Basically say like, hey, we've got these series this this new series of like collected editions. You're gonna want to buy it to cu- to sweeten the deal to get you I, to sign I up. I s- Here is. These iconic stories, you know, at a reduced price. I, I suppose you, you know, what I mean is
1: that buy you to, drive you to that buy it. He's coming in as kind of the new Kev O'Neill. I mean, in a way, c- yeah, kind of. I mean, especially just because because there hasn't been I mean, someone doing. I, I mean, I'm talking about what I, mean, I saw I, as I read. Yeah. There hasn't been someone like this for forever.
0: I mean, I mean, I'd say more like a like a Brian Bolland or something like that. I agree. Who has who, who understands who this contract? Ha, like, well, who has like mainstream appeal as uh, well, or, uh. or like or like makes a big a, a, a big stir in in, in the mainstream mm. as well as sort of in our little like a walled garden of 2000 sure. AD, I guess. Because um, I mean, yeah, because this is big and it's influential. It's a it's a, it's a big deal. That I mean, it's we're epic. sort of. You know, and this is one of those, th- this is one, like us getting to the Horned God is another one of these milestones that I'm really happy to get to. I, I mean, when we hit a mega epic was, or we got to Halo Jones or whatever I, else, I you will know? tell
1: you this and, and we'll get to it a little more and I want you to talk about it. I was fixated. Yeah. Fixated. I had to read everything and then look at everything. Yeah, it's good. Like completely enraptured. And please, Conrad, let's walk through this. Definitely. Okay, so... The story starts, Fox, with a painting
0: of a tartan of a tartan clad man with a helmet, massive horns coming off, that he's wielding a smoking spear, a sweet sword, and with a cool looking cauldron. So this this is presumably either a horned god of old or slain in the future with all the artifacts that we're going to be talking about in this story. So this does feel like like it
1: could be a cover. Of the
0: story, I mean, I'm probably going to use it as the
1: episode. It'll be art, a goddamn um, cover of the perfect metal album called "I'm Gonna Fuck You yeah. Up with My Horns and Swords."
0: Well, listen, I mean, the actual band, uh, Lord Weird Slough Feg, aside, <laughs> there is a lot of metal stuff going on in here. You know, it's fantastic. Um, Anyway, sorry. So we – yeah, we, we, we cut to a castle in a time where there is no time and a place where there is no place where an older Ucko, the dwarf, is writing the account of the
1: adventures of Slain. Did I say I did not realize goblin. it was Ucko until he actually said he was Ucko? Yeah, he's got a different it, look here it, for sure. and I, what and his, drew me and in his, more, actually.
0: And Bisley's drawing him a little differently. No, also, I love I think that, that's just sort of how it's going to be. Go. Because it is yeah. so –
1: yeah, please.
0: The crooked old goblin walks out to see the world, and we see some dudes still fighting dragons. And ooh, it's super awesome! He goes over to he, he goes over the characters of the story. And he's walking on Baylor a cane of the whole time, eye. yeah, tottering about, tapping forward. The bad guys we got like Baylor of the evil mm. eye, Lord Weir's Slough Fag, Slade's lady love Neve, and the evil princess Maeve. <sighs> this is his most mysterious and epic quest, The Search for the Horned God. Uh, Sloughegg planned to sacrifice slain, Alco, and some other dudes, including slain's dad, in the, mm. fires, in the fires of a wicker man to send the priestess we Maeve to there. the god Krom Kruak. Yeah, we saw this um, in the pages of uh, 330 or so. Oh, wow. Was in, in that the 330s? long ago? Yeah, almost twi- yeah, damn, almost awesome. uh, twice as long as whatever. I did not um, think it too much. woo um. Uh, yeah. So we're we're in the middle of 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 recaps here. Mm. We got the Wicker Man. Yeah. We uh. uh where was I? Yeah, yeah. 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 We um. And I. Oh, sorry. I um. Yes. So they were sacrificing Mave to Krom Kruak. We briefly see Mave's boobs, which is pretty solid. Like, um, really, whatever. like
1: super nudie. Some
0: adult content in here. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got that sort of Franz, uh, uh, Frank Franzetta f- uh, vibe I, as well. I love where how just graphic. The women whole thing. can't wear cannot wear a lot of clothes in
1: the horn God. It is impossible for them to do it. Uh, this is <laughs> this is part of why I love Ice and Fire is that in the original version of the French version, none of the dudes mm-hmm. were wearing clothes and none of the women were wearing clothes. Ooh. It's a great film. But so uh
0: yeah in the in the Wicker Man Slain warped out and destroyed the place instead. Super awesome um, Yeah, good times. We touch briefly on their time with Nest at the dragon farm. And we kind of don't talk about all the jewels that they took off
1: with. But also that he totally made out with Nest. She was pretty great. Well, they mostly took the dragon, the the nooker. That's the big
0: thing. We get maybe a paragraph with no images sort of summarizing the time killer and the tune of Terror stuff. (laughs) That's a sort of off movie uh, at this point.
1: pluke happened. Let's not even write pluke in there. Let, we we did a thing. Keep moving. Keep moving. Hey man, we threw uh, some Ness dice. We, at- it was awesome. It was awesome. Definitely, someday we're gonna get back
0: on mm. Dice Man. You and me, Fox. It's gonna be real good. I love um, that podcast. Yeah, Ness stayed at the Eternal Forest Fortress to study magic. As Slain Ukko, and their riding dragon, the Nooker, returned to Slain's tribe. Yeah. Then uh, we go to the parts that, that uh, from the, the Slain the King story. On arrival, they bumped into Slain's, Slain's main squeeze, Neve, whose name I'm finally pronouncing correctly. And Ukko gets distracted by describing her in pornographic detail. Just again, I mean, you've said this too, Fox. Amazing art, art by I, Bisley. It can't it be is, said it enough. It is
1: hard to uh, – and thank you for giving me a moment to aside. It is very yeah. difficult as Conrad is – accurately describing the story it's hard not to get lost in any one panel uh, you exactly know? like that's the thing what this colored art looks like by comparison to even the last episode to even the last five episodes these are people or, or a person who understands depth they understand highlighting of color they understand drawing of attention to a particular point, which is what they're using the background for. They're actually drawing your attention to Slain's eyes, which are this kind of like very vibrant blue across an entire mm. background where the man is wearing pelts and looking like he's in the shadows kind of half. There's all these details. There's these bicep fucking muscles and all of this stuff that you can see. But what you're drawn to is not all of that shit you're drawn to his eyes to his determination mm-hmm. and what he's trying to do and what i love about this is this is for the first time for me seeing this comic book step into the world of how you use color to do storytelling yeah i mean it's, we'll see more of this but beautiful. yeah i mean this is
0: you know it's definitely like I mean, we've seen some good stuff as well. I don't want to like like no, of like, course uh, what, I'm not glossing anything. over any but, I mean, this, any of the others.
1: It's, it's this is master. It's very
0: much an attempt, yeah, to do some some really high level stuff here. Yeah, it's great. I love all the de- all the little details and stuff. Like the wicker man's really awesome. Oh, and man. Yeah, like we In said, the it's the background just where you see these... it
1: kind of shadowing over, and it looks looming yeah. the whole time.
0: There. There's just tons of buff dudes, slinky ladies, dragons flying through the sky, big swords and yeah. axes.
1: Oh, it's great! But what you're drawing attention you know? to is different things because even Uko in this same page is so downplayed, so pastel versus a bunch mm-hmm. of other action that's going on, which is primarily him losing a woman he loves and the son he did not know he had. Yeah, it's strong. Like, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. Excellent. Yeah. That's all I mean. Sorry. Thank you. Definitely. No, no, no. No problem, man. Of
0: course. Uh, the part two opening has a warped slain lifting an elephant at, over his head as folks look on. In the main pages, we see slain and Neve mating, or meeting, I should say, and her taking her son Kai to mm. train with the Druids. Because he's, he's different
1: from him. He's not the same.
0: Yeah. And she doesn't want the life exactly. that either Slain or Slain's father had. Oh, you know strangely I mean? enough, she doesn't sort of,
1: want him to become a fucking chief that dies in 10 years. How strange.
0: Definitely. Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, this is – I, I mean, like the only part I don't like about this is just that it's basically exactly what we had in Slain the King. And so be, exactly. to fully recap, it feels a little disrespectful <laughs> to Glenn Fabry almost. No like, way. But – it's still um it's still good. It's it's still great stuff. Meanwhile, we continue the recap with King Raggle deciding I'm to maybe. be sacrificed. For his failure to keep mm. this stuff for Morian Sea Devils, as his wife, Megrim. Actually, the evil Maeve, Maeve whispers in his ear. Then, in the present, which we're uh, old Oko's writing, he gets interrupted by Nest, who calls him to task for both taking too long and for not mentioning that <laughs> Slain has the cauldron of blood in his possession. What the fuck are you doing? Oko, he has a
1: magical goddamn cauldron, you ding-dong. It's
0: important. Uko then just shits a giant info dump to explain all their <laughs> and stuff. And also kind unlimited of pulls food. down his pants. He shows his butt. Yeah, it's got unlimited food. It's got the dark god Avigdou living inside it, blah, blah, blah. The rest of the tale then is quickly also dealt with. Slain becomes the sun <laughs> kings. The Pomorians are killed. You didn't think of too many, et cetera,
1: et cetera, And goes get some mead. But now it's time. <laughs> so let's enter the horned god, Conrad.
0: Yeah, so Slain's king. We get some amazing full color images the here of
1: cool, dude, done
0: horses. Slain fighting baddies as Oko explains the three aspects of the Earth Goddess. Mm. You see a warped Slain destroying Formorians. and Oko explains uh, Slain's plans to form an alliance with the nearby Earth Goddess tribes to drive these Formorians out. But it will be difficult as Celts highly value freedom and fear empires which surely lead to dictatorship and then misery they like that freedom man yeah gotta even if it's to their detriment they 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 prefer to be free than like organized but it's kind of a star trekism
1: you know what i mean i mean it feels like the
0: opposite of star trek all of the races
1: live their super true life to a detriment (laughs) maybe
0: but just because i mean it feels like the opposite just because the federation's such an organized
1: empire oh, no. i guess literally like, the federation like, is the like, least interesting one klingons forever
0: well sure <sighs> but i mean just that the federation sort of exists as a uh, ah but if we all work
1: together and you know don't be independent yeah, then 151 can more boring than can ever ass nations came together to make some fucking like territory but not nearly as cool Jesus. All right, buddy. Self-hating human here. So part three starts with a black and white image
0: of a young slain, oh, yeah. then cuts to color with a dissatisfied slain on his throat. But looking so sick with his puppy dog. No, his puppy's there. He's giving him yeah. a stroke. He explains his plan to unite the other three tribes and gain access to their treasures in Gorius, the silver sword of the moon <gasps> that can cut through any metal. Who doesn't want Infinius. to
1: get in Gorius? Please continue.
0: Ah. In Phineas, the flaming spear of the sun, alive and thirsty for slaughter, who? And in Fallius, the holy <sighs> stone of destiny that cries aloud when the rightful
1: king stands upon Quite it. Quite literally, He's- if a man stood before me and was like, "Hey, listen, man, do you want to go get like a like a spear that's burning forever? Do you want like a, a stone you could just like? It's pretty awesome, like, dude, quest hey, buddy, time. Are you hyped to quest? Hashtag yeah. hyped to quest question no and he's just sitting back there like (laughs) maybe i'll quest i don't know if i'll quest slain
0: slain saying quest in y slash (laughs) n and um (laughs) sacrificing the uh or uh, unifying the tribes lfg and then dude is like let me make this let me
1: make this more why by saying that you're a bitch if you don't why
0: Catbat slamming it oh yeah slamming it hard he's saying LFG man I'm here in this trade channel to sell these boots that I've been (laughs) crafting here in Orgrimmar I'm not even trying to get a raid group together I don't want a raid I just want to sell my little boots how
1: else are you going to get the kind of hero character to fight the heel if you don't have this middle guy who's kind of in it for themselves you know what I mean I don't
0: know oh Um, you know but but what would you be? Okay, all right. Mostly, I just don't like this. Is not really an arc. Like this, Cathbat archetype, while a familiar archetype, is not super duper a wrestling archetype. Anyway, he. So anyway, Slade's got this plan. He's explaining it to Cathbat as one of his druids, who's this little thin-necked coward trying to With find a reasons why mustache can't have his I mean, way.
1: Who has that mustache? He's a terrible person,
0: <laughs> as most religious authorities. <laughs> you can in hear Patenthal the anger in Conrad's
1: voice now. I love it.
0: They go back and forth about Slane's ambitions and how a religion is better than action, as you ah, do, etc.
1: Boring. Get out of here. They Fight keep, time. Yeah, they keep
0: fighting. As Oko overhears Megra make a plan with her dwarf to go meet with Lord, with a uh, Lord, the Lord Weird. Oko trails the dwarf, and finally Cathbat explains his objections. Gathering the treasures would restore the power of the Horned God. Karnun, Lord! Oh my God, Karnun, Lord of the beasts, the god of our enemies. Sloughfeg was, um, has based himself on Karnun from a dark time when witches ruled the earth, a time kept secret by the druids because those ladies
1: were pretty bad. Here's my question for you, Conrad. Yeah, is Slanya cave Mm. dwellers one, or or (laughs) cave dwellers two? No, neither. Have you seen Cave Dwellers 2? Yes. It's fantastic. No no hang glider will uh, be built in the course of this story. They threw a fucking thing over the invisible guys, their capes, and they punched them. But it's not about whether or not they did the hang glider or the throwing over of the thing. It's the beginning of the movie where they haphazardly tried to explain that everything matters. Do you know what I love about reading all of this? conrad what's that fox i could not stop reading it it's good no listen we're gonna be very
0: excited yeah so basically the witches were bad if the horn god returns he would usher in a new age of witchcraft which seems bad to cath but i don't know if it seems bad yeah. generally next time on slain fox beyond the cauldron right. Fuck the cauldron this is quite literally no. a vhs movie yeah basically and I, I'd love but to not, see a uh, just please a cartoon like like a Ralph Bakshi, like, Don Blues, like ice like and like fire, just or make it,
1: make it look like this. But yeah, just barbarians doing stuff. It'd be awesome. Ice and fire, bad example because literally the worst script, <laughs> even even translated bad. But, yeah, well, listen, but like this,
0: all those things are not that great, but this would be a good version of those, <laughs> Conrad.
1: I read everything. Mm hmm. And then after I was done reading everything, I looked at it. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's only going to get
0: better, Fox. We got more crazy shit coming up with here. I, He's going to talk to the Earth Goddess next episode. Things get real crazy. I have going to go on this quest. I have
1: only done that in a handful of comic books. The art is going to be great. Like, I didn't want to look at the art until I was done reading. Does that make <laughs> I get sense? The words in so you can look at the picture, yeah, sure, because so that then I have all the context. does that make sense? because like, if I'm reading a thing, I can't look at it because I'm reading it. I don't know, maybe that's weird, no, I mean, there's ways to process things for sure. it's it's um it you know, everyone's a little different, but yeah, I, I know what you mean i I think i I can understand your point. Uh, I just I cannot witness the action until I read all the bubbles the The great part of it is how many bubbles were in slain? How about when Ukko was running down the corridor and kind of of dealing with shit? How about when Slane was standing indignant of a guy with a mustache trying to tell him that there was a fucking prophecy? And how many times have we, you and I, read about Slane having a fucking prophecy put in front of him? He's fucking dumb with prophecies. Yet suddenly, and you still kind of hear this in his dialogue, it's not so obvious, but... Like, he's just, uh, like, I don't know this shit. Like, you're telling me all this stuff. Great. Uh, yeah, I was there. I will go do that. Yeah. I like, mean, he does not yeah. care. He will just move forward. He's got a plan for sure. I yeah, don't know if he's uh, uh, even thinking
0: about it. He's just, just like, yep, check, I push forward. I definitely say put a pin in this, in, in this concept, Fox, and keep an eye out for it next episode, especially as we sort of get some more... Details on what on what Slain's thinking is and what his
1: motivations Rad. are because
0: they're very interesting. Because
1: this whole thing, Conrad, mm-hmm. I saved reading Slane until the very last moment of my reading <laughs> because yeah. I kept seeing it as I was scrolling through the comic and I was like, I can't, I can't stop at this right now. It's too beautiful. Nice,
0: yeah. Got to so budget I will more time now. Buddy. Let you some Slane continue time.
1: before I tell you a bunch of things that I feel about all of this comic.
0: We still gotta do Zenith, I, no, man. I know, I like, no, you know, I know and this is,
1: <laughs> that's the most unfair part of everything that we're about to talk about.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so here we go, Fox. I'm excited. Let's have some world, yeah, speaking of worlds colliding Oh my Fox. god,
1: it's so fucking great. <laughs> it's so good. Please. Yeah.
0: No, it's <sighs> good stuff. Three, oh, five, Zenith. Scripture about Grant and art, about Steve Yoel, letting her about Gordon Robson his and kid. And Yoel's doing so,
1: such good work. Like,
0: so definitely. awesome. So, like with Slain, I got a preamble for this one, Please. too. No, no. <laughs> I like a preamble. I'm here. Yeah. So, before we get started to this one, for Slain, uh Phase 3, or for Zenith Phase 3, I must give a hearty shout out to the internationalhero.co.uk website. For their zenith phase three scorecard, which I'm
1: relying on heavily to help me get the in jokes that this story is peppered. I with. literally don't understand the series of words that you use to describe a thing that I. I mean, I understand the it. words. Yeah. What the shout fuck out? That's are what you? What is the scorecard of .dot uk? What What are you well, talking about here? Yeah, you'll
0: see. So okay, so here's the deal, Fox. Here's some con. Let Let's talk some context for a second. Please do. It's 1989. Oh, I love right? 1989. I was alive. Me too. The era <laughs> of the wait, maybe not me. It would have been a funnier answer. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the era of the of the universe spanning comic book is well and truly upon us. Mm-hmm. All right, Crisis on Infinite Earth ended in '86, and by now, the now DC has really start has has worked out pretty much all the origins of its heroes in this new setting. The massive invasion storylines also underway that would link together all the different a, a ton of different. Um, Is this when they uh, decided that Green DC Lantern Comics. would be a
1: weird 3D movie that no one would watch? It's definitely one where they decided that
0: like Swamp Thing would get blown up for a second and, Guy <laughs> and Gardner got the cartoon up no that reason. no one watched. Oh it's a God, whole thing. I love you um, so
1: much that you said Swamp Thing. Please continue.
0: I just well, like <laughs> mostly it's because I like did a big read through of Alan Moore's run on Swamp mm-hmm. Thing and like I, don't, I forget if it was still more if, if it had become like Gammon or Morrison at, the, at, 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 at that point. No, I didn't in the middle of some story, just suddenly Guy Gardner shows up and yes. is like, hey, there's a freaking alien invasion exactly. on, forget what you're doing <laughs> with your weird swamp stuff. Um, and it was, yeah, anyway,
1: no, he had exited at that point, I believe.
0: Um, yeah. You know, it, it all blends together. It's like 10 years ago. Um, over it. in Marvel, the secret wars have have been fought and the high evolutionary is basically in the middle of being dealt with in the pages of 11 annu- – of at least 11 different comic wow, book annuals. War. If you don't count the ALF annual where I read about it when I was a kid. Secret um, war. And Atlantis Attacks is gearing up I as well. remember yeah.
1: Atlantis Attacks with Namor the Submarian, uh, Submariner. Mariner. Coming and trying Secret to do Wars some.
0: Secret Wars was in like for the first I No, sorry, 85? not even the
1: first time. Like the tenth time of him fucking invading everything yeah. when shit goes to no, that's, shit. That's
0: his. Def- that's his defining characteristic. Yeah. Uh,
1: Secret
0: Wars was a like it was like there it's it sort of a, uh, a response to Crisis or maybe it was before. But whatever. There's a big supernatural. There's a big all powerful being, and he pulls in the top Marvel characters to sort of Who do what the all powerful. It's probably being, mo- um, was it the fucking Beyonder? It might have been, but Be-
1: what? Literally, Beyonder. It wasn't this, like uh, um, the dude who eats planets, uh, Planet Muncher. No, it wasn't
0: Galactics. It was a bigger guy. Ga- he was bigger than Galactus. Um, you make me no, v- no, sorry, because v- like, I cause, no, I'm reliving my, my past brain as a child comic right book things, now folks. when I used to
1: read comics. <laughs>
0: Secret Wars is before your time. It's most famous for... It's its its how Spider-Man got that black costume that would eventually become Venom. <sighs> um, so anyway, because I don't... Like, this is a... No, this is a, I know exactly when tracker. you're Did, talking about like, it, because I used
1: to read Spider-Man, yeah. and then you got... Well, come on. No, like, no, let's no go. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying
0: to set the scene, and you're <laughs> bogging me down here. I can't help but We're talking <laughs> like, about comic
1: <laughs> We're doing
0: it, because I got this whole thing. Love you, Conrad. Because... Because I'm trying to set the scene that we're in, a, in, an, in an environment in comics where we're starting to have all these giant, like, every year there's a, like, both big, the big comic companies have these big events ah. where all these different comics have crossovers and shit like that. All right? Understood. Um, and it's in this setting that Grant Morrison shows up and decides that all of this stuff is a bit shit, basically. <laughs> um, because – As he is wont to
1: do about and comics. And he is Correct. In hindsight, it's it's got ups and downs.
0: Yeah, there's a pretty interesting article on the website brokenfrontier.com. I'll link to both of these. Please send that to Um, me, by the way. Yeah, it describes Morrison as a teenager who's looking at the stuff he liked when he was a kid and like sneering at his younger self
1: and laughing as he destroys like his old toys with rocks, basically. The weird comic that we read where it's a 1942 platoon that suddenly got a weird. Jetpack. That's Phantom Patrol. No, I feel it's, like I'm that's trying, where he grew up.
0: Right. Anyway, please continue. No, he. I mean, like, whatever. He's sort of a young guy, so he was sort of growing up in like the early eight. Like he's Like he's a little, sort of, sort of the early eighties. Something like that. Or
1: older than us, but contact.
0: I mean, yeah, he's like twenty years older sure. than you and me, I think. But
1: anyway, <laughs> I'm no, sorry. This is fantastic. I'm sorry. I, I just loved had a lot of this. things to
0: say, and you're, you're you're jumping all over me. I know. You know? Anyway, I will so, jump all but, over but, you. But basically. <laughs> Basically, you you got to think back about the stuff we've seen in Zenith and how much of it is making fun or like sort of making light of comic conventions,
1: right? Oh, and the first music story we and got that big, art, honestly,
0: right? But like we got like the 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 first story where we got this big training montage mm. that just ends in that character being, being instantly dead. killed, yes, like with nothing. Another where global uh, uh, conquest is averted oh. by a frank conversation about what the concept of global con- of
1: c- conquest oh looks like. Oh, my God. Is know? he the second new Star Wars movie? Is he subverting all expectations?
0: So in in the first lane, we had a story where a training montage ends in the instant death of, of the person doing the montage. The second one, global conquest, was averted with a conversation just t- talking about the realities of that conquest – and while both those um, comics were taking aim, sort of at previous tropes in comics, the the British trope of the of, of the Nazi or maybe Nazi Superman yes. villain, and Phase
1: Two, the more modern like a uh, businessman villain. Yeah, you know, I think at it was point, all it, a subversion of what you thought would happen. And Zenith was right? the guy who just did kind of what a normal person would do.
0: Yeah, especially when you think of like how. In, say, uh, Superman, you know, the, the the post-crisis reboot of Superman has Lex Luthor as oh this my God, yes. billionaire, industrious kind of guy. Where he you know? kind so of turns to out to be kind of not the worst. Ups and downs. but in, in <laughs> So in this story, Morrison's taking aim at both big crossover yes. events and the history of British comics.
1: With Zenith Phase 3, it's going to be nice I don't feel that it was so heavy-handed, though. It wasn't someone hitting you with a club. I literally didn't know what was going on for this comic, and we'll get into it. But I liked that it. I mean, this is sort of thinking that that I've had about Zenith, sort of
0: in my in the course of my research for Phase Three. I guess, like, it's something that. like, you know, we, we didn't really bring it up that – like I sort of mentioned it was mm. funny or these things were humorous in the previous Zen. It's not really talking about how this might be an artistic choice
1: or something like that. I no, don't know. I agree. It's, a, it's, something to keep, it's, it's something to keep in mind as we go well, in this here, Well, this was I the guess. first time it kind of kicked me in the teeth a minute.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Well, we, we, we start with a part that's very similar to, say, the, uh, the Maxi Man and Master Man fight in Berlin oh, sure. or something like that. I mean, that, I feel like right? it's or, so Quicksilver-ish. Um, does that make sense? Well, yeah, that that too. But I'm saying that that the world we start sure. out in is very, Absolutely. it's it's very similar to that or to those parts of a, a of a Miracle Man. So okay, so here we go, Fox. So on parallel six 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 on February fourteenth, nineteen eighty seven, <laughs> the whole place is wrecked. Six six six. By the way, and please, it's on the nose. <laughs> Two figures float above it, and they like what they see. Ooh. I like a go shirt a on a man, I guess. Def, yeah. A, a, a lady with dark hair and a star-based costume and a man with long white hair and a zigzag costume <laughs> uh, are, are, are checking this out. And both of these characters are based on um, comic book characters from... IPC's old Scottish comic book publishing rival, DC Thompson. Really, uh, the ladies based on Star of Wonderland, and the guy is a uh, Jack Flash from those from from comics that DC Thompson put out. So, they, so they I, I on the will wreckage. ask yeah. you
1: why. Well, because I mean, are, are no, you I'm, familiar with Christ's no, Earth, absolutely. Uh, so I am not. I did not read but, Crisis on uh, Infinite I mean, Earths. I, mean, I mean, not the plot, but basically
0: that D, that uh, the, the DC universe had all these different um, had all these different from different uh, dimensions uh, uh, of different worlds. versions
1: of those characters. They were
0: they were they they were both different different versions of those characters, but also characters from different universes that were actually oh, uh, but uh, com- companies that DC had. No, purchased. I didn't actually so, know that. Because, like, Captain Marvel wasn't originally a uh, – or Shazam or whatever – wasn't a, 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 a DC character. I DC didn't know that. bought the company that published it. I didn't know that. And um, – Yeah, and so a lot – and so some of these things was just – so what they'd say was when they bought a company that the characters from that company still existed with all their past and all that shit. So they amalgamated a bunch of companies and then
1: made a storyline around it?
0: Well, so eventually that got so complicated, they are like, fuck this, we'll do Christ on Infinite Earths and just smash it all together into one world where Superman and and Captain
1: Marvel have always coexisted and things like that. they let writers and artists do that. Sure. I mean, That's... you bought the company, used the characters right? <laughs> I mean, you know? yes, but also, I mean, we've been breeding Fleetway comics for a while, man. Like, Freedom, right, but Freedom they, wasn't but those, particularly those com- given in that way. I mean,
0: yeah, but I mean, it's a way you know, or uh, there's way different. um, It's it's there's a way different tradition in American comics with that stuff versus um, versus British comics where, or especially in 2000 AD, where um, people get associated with with their specific characters
1: in 1992,
0: and I had no idea that this shit happened. I mean. Like, that was it. Like, they, they got, they, like, they're from, like, the, like, that, that was in the Silver Age, like, in the 60s when DC bought, um, what was it, Carlton or
1: whatever? I forget who owned, um, I had no created, idea just, about um, Capcom. Yeah. So oh, yeah. this is somewhat uh, mirroring so, that concept where they're...
0: Yeah, I mean, this is taking aim at that. So, like, it, I mean, you know, D, like, I, IPC and stuff doesn't own DC Thompson, but the point is, is that, like, this is a big multiverse event and a lot of, and pretty much all of the characters are at least loosely based on characters from other British oh, comics. man, that's so
1: cool. Like, old British comics yeah. that have not been published recently. Right, like it's Uh,
0: up and down. Like, yes, definitely. Some are like that. Some are more. But it's kind of like maybe someone would notice
1: someone when you're doing your multidimensional comic in 2000 AD. I mean, I feel like if you're actually if you're sort of in
0: like I'd be interested to hear what people thought when they were reading it. But um, I feel like if you're sort of in this world, you definitely recognize at least some of these characters or some of the characters that they're sort of building things off of. I mean, these initial. Like, the, these initial guys, like Star of Wonderland and Jack Flash, are a little bit more obscure, I guess. But, like, some of these guys, like, uh, who are about to meet, um, like, the, in the Ruben cellar, a kid with a ghost shirt, Jimmy Quick, is clearly based on the Beano's Billy Wiz character, who's pretty
1: extensive. We see That's so other characters like Tybert. That means these and adults like, I mean, are kind is- of aware, or at least want to bring those things into what they're doing, and then have the freedom well, I mean, to do it. it- I mean, these are the comics that Grant Morrison grew up with. And he's sort of like, you know,
0: I, I could see him sort of being like a cool guy in his early 20s, being like, they're doing all these stuff. Well, all do, I'll do, do it in Zen. I'll like, I'll like send it up in Zenith and we'll have a big universe spanning event. But it's just going to be all these, all these, uh, you know, like a shit British characters or whatever, God, you know, cause he's, like he doesn't like them so all because he's thoughtful. all jaded. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of work going into it. Just you know, just because it's it, it's too smack it down. Just for me, there's not a lot, not a lot of work put in. Man, into that's it, so you know? cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was, story. What was going on. I didn't know that. I didn't know it either. The first time I read it. So I'm really trying oh, as we're going through to kind of explain who these characters Thank are you, as we go through like, and identify was things. That fucking fun. And so, well, man, we're just like we're one page I, into I this know, into our I know, zenith coverage right here. But, I, um, but context is but that's great. That, yeah, but so that's why I thanked internationalhero.co.uk, uh, mm. because they did a scorecard, which is basically just, here's a bunch, here's
1: all the people in this story, here's who they are, basically. My bad for making fun of a bunch of words I didn't know, but also really nope. awesome that they did that. Cause yeah, you know, sometimes it'll come around when I do things that are confusing, Fox, <laughs> it's okay, you know. <laughs> As the like, knowledge, sometimes it's as not the literal I, Wikipedia. I don't for just our say fucking, gibberish. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Man. No, it's int- it's
0: interesting stuff.
1: This, this happened in the world. Like, this is so great. Okay, please. Sorry. I'm yeah, excited good. now. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: It's going to be good. Okay, so here we go. So, yeah, so we we see the kid in a go shirt, Jimmy Quick, again, based on Billy Wiz. There's two other supers here. One's named Tiger Tom. Another one's named Tammy. And uh, <laughs> Billy the Cat is apparently – or Billy the Cat and Katie were two other Beano characters. Why are there so many cat-based and, characters here? That's a big question for comics in general. Um, <laughs> and I should say also Tammy might be a double reference to IPC, uh, girls comic Tammy as well. What? But, uh, Tammy's got an, inf- an infected wound. Yeah, there's a girls comic called Tammy. There's a bunch of ones like Ginty and Misty mm. and other things like that. Um, but Tammy's wound is infected and Billy asks them for a tape of some kind to, ha- to send ahead. Oh Tom hands it over and cries about his dead mom the tape in hand jimmy runs but is spotted by the evil supers they're clearly ligor possessed oh look let's
1: kill what it the fuck? Say. this is so dirk gently meets sabrina the teenage witch on netflix uh jimmy runs out passing scenes of massive
0: death and destruction finally meeting with the character mr y he's <sighs> Might be based on the character Mister X from the da- from a comic called The Dandy,
1: where you're. A he's big been taken over, b- b- weird black thing that's coming after you. But also, it's very textury. My guess, like apparently, he looks very different from what he looked like in the Dandy. But this seems like the best. No, I mean, I uh, think that's choice. how they're doing Shadow. Because if you look in a few past yeah, he's pages, a, that's he, how they like do Shadow. Is just with texture. Yeah, he's a big cloth guy, it's and he's got a lot of fantastic, his he's got a helmet, and he's awesome, and he's got gonna do a bad and boy clearing, thing.
0: Yeah, he's been taken over by the Ligor as well. Jimmy runs and finally seems to make it to the Einstein Rosen bridge and teleports away, leaving all three Ligor
1: disappointed.
0: Zenith Phase Three, let's go.
1: So did Zenith Phase Three mm-hmm. take the? <laughs> Eisenberg, Rosenbridge, what the fuck ever, for the first time. Einstein Rosenbridge. Einstein Rosenbridge. And put it in a comic for the first time. That's what I meant. Inter- uh, no, not, not <sighs> you, I, I, I have no for idea. You. I think that's there are for, a bunch of people side out knowledge. there. Listen. I'll come back next episode with the answer for sure. One time I watched a movie where a guy pretended to be Thor and Natalie Portman eventually quit the movie. Uh, and they did an Einstein Rosenbridge but it was very boring. Yeah. But pretty rad in terms of visual effects in this. It's a it's a good sci-fi name for a warp gate, although
0: also right. I'm sure, you know, one way or another, I feel like everything does come back to two thousand AD for Ex- the first but not last exactly. time in this episode. So Fox. what I'm
1: waiting for now is I'm waiting for two thousand AD to create a Stargate. <laughs> i
0: mean i feel like we're gonna get some like generally but anyway
1: anyway, as you were
0: so on march 10th 1989 someone's breaking up with our girlfriend over a cell phone trying very hard to keep their wine cooler (laughs) as an einstein rosen bridge planks into existence meanwhile Zenith is complaining to his agent Eddie that the band Jack Five's single is at number one, but his is at forty four. Can I? Can I
1: just interject here, real quick? Do you know what would be I my mean, favorite? If I, saying no hasn't stopped you yet. <laughs> no, go ahead. I love you. I'm sorry. No, no, asshole. that was asshole not asshole thing to that say. Was not. I apologize. You keep that. Go in. ahead. No, please go ahead though. So I want us to have a D and D campaign where literally everybody that you are the DM against is a rock star. And you have to be both mm-hmm. the DM and the manager, trying to get them to do work. Ooh. because that's after tough. I read all of this, I was thinking to myself, like, that's a character, <laughs> like trying to get people to do the quest. Please continue. Sorry, just an I idea mean, for later. Is very. I I'll, I'll
0: correct with one thing and say that you DM for someone, not that's, against someone. That's buddy. true. Ooh, that's true. that's important. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Eddie tries to explain the fickle nature of pop music. Zenith laments his career. It's all downhill from here. He's got a job on a kid show. Next, he's going to be opening Tesco's. His last two singles have been disasters. only a matter of time before he shows up on the game show. Blankety blank. Quite literally, oh, this man has
1: given him three different quest lines, and he has said no to each one. <laughs> Eddie tells him we got a grip, but man Zenith's
0: 21 years old, he's over the hill. get the fuck out tells him here. Just like come on buddy, put your jacket on, get your gloves and go to the recording studio as Zenith. Zenith says things can't get any worse. And they open the door and suddenly it's Archie acid
1: the best character who has ever blessed this series. Two eyes, six
0: E's. And of course, Acid Archie is uh based on the character Robot Archie from the IPC comic Lion back in the sixties. We've actually um a couple of the annuals we've talked about over the years, mm. Foxy New ones you were on that talked about the history of the comics have pictures of Archie in them. Wait. Like he's sort of a classic British really? comic. Oh well I mean character. he's kind of a classic yeah. bot look, but Yeah, but yeah. No, I mean this is like so. Like Archie here with like a bunch of acid it's and stuff like that. Kind of a like callback to sure.
1: this time prior. It's,
0: it's something that if I believe if you were reading the comics, you would see this and be and and know this character from
1: comics that your dad would have read. Oh yeah, so, I mean he looks like nineteen forties nineteen fifties kind of movie robot.
0: Yeah. It, it'd be like if, um, if like, it, you were reading a comic and suddenly the Bruce Wayne Batman showed up, but, like, dressed like he's rolling on Molly to, like, Future or something like that, you know?
1: Like, that's what I'm talking all, about. All I'm saying is that if I, if a robot rolled into my very expensive studio where my definitive quest-giving manager, who I like to ignore, and then this robot came in and said, acid – I would say, well, that robot really likes taking psychedelic drugs. No, because
0: as well, one before we get to the next one, where where Zenith Worst recognizes this that. shit. My favorite part of the, of this whole image is him shout is as uh, is, is Archie shouting acid, and Zenith saying "Oh no" with the world's smallest world word
1: balloon. He's just like. Oh, worse no. oh no no you're right <laughs> I didn't even notice that actually <laughs> he's just he's like oh, oh God. this is terrible again the with only the fucking that interdimensional more... shit I have to deal with Yeah, I just the dealt only thing with that Richard Branson more... not fucking flying yeah. hot that air is balloons reco- I, I had to deal with him fucking having nukes and now there's an acid loving robot <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, the only thing Zenith hates more than his own failing recording career is anything related to, to superhero shit. And this is extremely superhero I, stuff that just showed I up on his door. I feel like
1: if Rick Astley realized that he was a superhero, but just didn't want to be a superhero, he just wanted to make something better than never going to give you up. And that was his whole chase. But he was a fantastic superhero. That's how well, I feel I, I mean, kind of about Zenith.
0: That's, that's literally the plot of Zenith, right? Except so we're more like he's, uh, he's Rick Astley. He's a superhero. He's got these awesome powers. But all he wants to do is make another never going to give you up.
1: But he's been <laughs> like, doing he's it clearly. To,
0: he's, he, I mean, he what? Zenith had one big hit, and then he was kind of on the decline. Then he's he, he managed to get a second hit because he saved the world from that uh, from that Nazi guy. Quite
1: literally, all the man has to do is fly, I would imagine. No, old hat now. People have seen oh, that shit. Oh, my God. You are really breaking he's, my brain he, because maybe you're right. He Because
0: <laughs> he can fly, but
1: his singles at, at,
0: at 44. But his singles don't fucking, soar. That's right. The ground bound. It's like he's at a bad partner's biorhythm. You know, like one way or another <laughs> in nineteen eighty nine. The fact is some guy that had a bunch of hit that, that listen, had a
1: couple hits in like nineteen eighty seven is that there is a specific they, biorhythm you have to hit. And quite frankly, I don't know what that is, but just fucking look, sing into to listen, the microphone.
0: Listen, the, the the new kids on the block are here. Crisscross, like this. All this stuff is going on, and Zenith just can't hang. The fact that he can fly, that just means he saves money on, like, when he goes on tour, they don't have to spend as much on special effects. But otherwise, it means shit. Are you
1: right? literally going to lose out to Salt and Pepper?
0: I feel like he is. I feel like he is. <laughs> as we speak, anyway. Fox <laughs> later on on March 10th, we hear the news where. Uh, we hear on the news that the House of Commons is pissed over some missing mm. plutonium. As Defense Secretary Peter Sengen laces up some heavy boots, uh, he's the getting ERB, really ERB. Mm. That's Einstein Rosenbridge <laughs> plinks in, and his old Cloud Nine buddies, including Ruby Fox, appear. He offers them a drink, but they got to go. There's no time, and Peter seems to be
1: aware of this. And also, when you gotta pee, you don't want to go through an Einstein Rosenbridge. It's like peeing Fair, through several different g- dimensions.
0: Well, you wait till you get to the other side of the well, bridge, buddy. You don't feel in the middle of it. But yeah, but he basically knew they were coming and he's wearing like combat <laughs> fatigues and he's buckling a backpack and stuff like that. He's like, okay, like let's get going, I guess. Um, earlier in the day, ask, uh, Archie Acid's making a similar offer to Zenith as Zenith said Acid House died last year.
1: Burn. Burn. Uh, like it's such a dated reference for music. I mean, it 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 made sense in uh, eighty nine. In, in eighty nine, yeah. I
0: mean, it'd be like if if Archie was really into dubstep these days. That's kind of you know? what I mean.
1: It's like I don't like the dubsteps.
0: Well, I mean, it's and it's also <laughs> just like super cool zenith being like, bro, that stuff is lame and old.
1: <sighs> anyway, There's so many ways you could have made that timeless instead of just saying wow. I feel like the fact that it's – well, I mean, he's already
0: dating it by saying it's taking place on March 10th, 1989. So, having it be a specific type of music is, uh, um, house, is right house on time, I think. House still exists in the entirety of Europe. Is it Acid House, though, Fox? You know what? You never even heard of Acid House until you, we talked you know about what? it on this show. And you're in Berlin, Germany, where presumably, like, <laughs> where every block, are. there's at least one
1: one house DJ – bumping some kind of beats bumping some huge as, top beats with that with that uh squelchy tone
0: even as we're talking about this when it's 3 30 in the morning in berlin it is 2 30 <laughs> sorry 2 30 in the morning in berlin i am positive that there are still blocks being rocked well, i mean by i can hear it
1: right now i can actually hear it outside of the headphones that i'm actually yeah there are there are hot beats right now acid beats exactly that you are keeping me from i don't think they're acid i mean i can walk walk outside right now and have some sick Mm -hmm. acid tones like just completely take me over but here you are having me (laughs) that's right real real (laughs)
0: killjoy for the record i don't know if acid house actually has to do with lsd fox i'm not sure about it
1: anything that we've said means well, if you listen to this year, to last year's spinnies to the 88 spinnies Did we say what it is
0: just a, because we could? We have discussed it and several people talked to me about it in their Spinney nominations in the 88 Spinneys. Somebody spinnies. did and a
1: fucking party. When I,
0: when I read those responses, I played a YouTube video that was called Best of Acid House underneath what I was saying. <laughs> so you can listen to that. And it'll give you a sense of what the music is and feel be there in spirit to I feel like, you, like, I feel like you literally did you not like it. I think it's fine. Yeah. It's good, man. I'm getting down. I'm like, you know,
1: hanging out Getting the theme to Sex Express going on. Getting acidic and not basic? Or are you getting I kind of like normalized? Basic, like maybe you're kind of like helping the bass equalize itself.
0: Fox, I would never be basic. You fucking insult <laughs> me right here, all right? Look,
1: man, I'm just talking about chemistry.
0: Anyway, Archie responds to all this by saying that you gotta come to Alternative Twenty Three, and acid will never die. Speed, speed, ecstasy. Oh, yes. Speed, speed, ecstasy. Eddie asks if there's a bar, if uh, if Alternative Twenty Three is a bar, and Archie talks about an upcoming alignment that spells death for everybody or whatever. We learned a little bit about this, or we heard it discussed, I guess, in the '88 Winter Special as well. That's a little bit more, um, whatever, catch up for you. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie accuses Archie of being a prank show host, or of being a you know, uh, prank show host. Jeremy Beetle and like taps on his chest. You need or whatever. to hire a frog um, and then a cyclops to shoot the beetle. Oh no! Uh, Peter Sinjin, meanwhile, is pretty ready to head out. In the end, both super beings enter the Einstein-Rosen bridge <sighs> as Eddie just kind of throws his hands up and tut 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 tut. Basically, Zenith is go- is heading to the multiverse. Is is heading out to save the multiverse because he does not want to do this booking but, that he's but got. Quite on this honestly, kid's show. you
1: cannot do it on an escalator. You have to do it in an elevator. You know what I mean? Like no one goes to the multiverse. On an escalator? Nah, eh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I wouldn't. What
0: happens if it? What happens if it breaks? You got to take those stairs. No, to the multiverse. Just there's a
1: button that that brings the multiverse cops over. Well, excuse me, the multiverse firemen. You're not on fire, but they're Listen, helping
0: out. We're buying a stairway to the multiverse. <laughs> next time on Zenith,
1: the Twilight Zone. Um, so, Conrad? <laughs> yeah, Fox. We read a comic. Yeah. Now here. Is my ultimate question for you? What? All
0: right. Is it a, is it, is Is it, uh, what's your recap for thrill six future? Shocks? I was really hoping
1: we could just skip that. There's like four of no. them. No,
0: there's, there's eight of them. Thank oh. you very much. Two, three, four, five. Oh, is there really six, eight? Seven. Is there seven? Because we, uh, yeah, there's a lot. Here we go. <sighs> this could be as fast as you want it to be, Fox. You know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> First story is called Ideas. Scripted by Jim Campbell, art read by Paul Marshall, lettering by Tom Frame. Um, as much as we're seeing genre-defining stories right now, this month is also lousy with future shocks. Every product has at least two, except for this one, which has four. If you count <laughs> the Tales from the Doghouse story, it's disgraceful. It is uh, horrid. So this one, um, so this one's called um, it, or, or, or this one's called Ideas, and it's your standard. It's called um, Here,
1: Bad. Let's get on with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a standard of the writer is creative because they sacrifice somebody to their killer typewriter story. This one's weirdly meta because it features a very Gene Simmons looking <laughs> G- writer yes. called Alex. Yeah, he's called Alex Fenland. Another word for Fenland is Moore, of course. All right. And it's doubly ironic, of course, because Alan Moore himself wrote this exact same kind of a killer typewriter story in Prague 246. And
1: a dude randomly hit on Dolly
0: Parton in a bar. Live it up. Next story is <laughs> called Honestly, A yes. Body Like Dwayne Deaths. Oh, it's yeah. about David Anderson, Artner, about Ron Smith, later about Tom what Frame. What happened here? In a hospital – I don't know. In a <laughs> hospital room, a thin, ratty-looking man talks to a big guy in life support. He um, had all the standard comic book nerd bodybuilding an and ad problems with and bullies.
1: got crushed on the neck like a fucking spider. Whoa. Um, that's <laughs> –
0: he, he – this guy had sand kicked on his face, etc. Um, and he dreamed of being big like pro wrestler Dwayne Death. But salt. Uh, one day he saw an ad for cyber clone bodies which would give him the uh, – that kind of body right away and then there – he gets it and then there's a page missing in this one. Something happened. He got – he got shot. And he's now in a hospital with his with with his old body again. Suddenly, he's attacked by the guy in the comb who's got a lot of tattoos and shit on his arm. Who throttles him and throws salt on his face. I don't know why. But salt. They're the 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 critical third page which explains why salt? what happened when he got on that bus. Why he got shot by a subway angel. <laughs> and, why and why it's a funny. Why it's a funny thing that he ends up getting salt poured on his face is lost <laughs> is to it, us. Is he if a snail? Could, I just – I didn't feel comfortable saying like, hey, the scans I've got are missing a page. Does anybody have eh. this one on the internet? But maybe someone will send it to me afterwards and we can do like a recap and just the talk pages about the this comic book.
1: We will read them.
0: I just – I don't have – I wish I had the money to get a full 2000 ID collection, Fox, and then also the money to create some some sort of fireproof environment that 2,000 issues of newspaper. Anyway, post-episode. Bold. Maybe. Yeah. Whoa. Um, So next up, the hit – Script about Larry Watson. Art about Dave DeAntikey. Letting about Tom Frame. A hitman gets beamed to uh, the future to do his crimes. Mm. This is his last hit. He carries it out, but oh, jeez, his target is himself in the future. Oh, man,
1: geez, That's so surprising. Very Looper. Two-page story here. <laughs> Remember that one time that uh, someone didn't act in a movie, but someone did as the younger version of him? Oh, I like Looper. It's a no, fun it's movie. it's fantastic. It's... Absolutely great.
0: And, you know, Bruce Willis is a weird guy. Bruce, or whatever, man. He's no, living it uh, up.
1: Bruce Willis is doing exactly what I would do if I were Bruce Willis. Let me be very clear. Oh.
0: Mm. Leaving Demi Moore. <gasps> no, uh, I wouldn't do that, So the next story that, is though. called Touch of Death. Script about Larry Watson <laughs> Hartner, about Duncan Goodacre, like about Tom French. <laughs> The only time in the Prague for Duncan Goodacre at a swanky party, a scientist named Sadim has just won the Nobel Prize for the creating a universal vaccine. But he's kind of a fraud because he stole the formula from his old lab yeah. mate, Patel. Instead, Sadim was creating a deadly virus, which he used on Patel by shaking his hands with a pair of virus <sighs> gloves and then stealing the vaccine. This whole only thing one feels like remains. 20 years ago, man. I love this punchline though, because the only one obstacle to Marie movie and it's Patel's nosy daughter. Luckily, he's got another virus glove on and he's going <laughs> to shake her hand and kill her. The daughter arrives and should s- s- uh, s- Sadim goes to shake her hand, but she slaps him right in the face. Oh, man. He Here's puts his virus. hand on his cheek and then realizes that it was his virus glove hand. there's <laughs> a great final image of him looking at his head like, whoa, oh. and then presumably dying. Yep, pretty dead. Next story. He met the Moon Men. This is maybe the worst. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because we just had this big comic book discussion earlier. Uh, script robot, Stuart, Stan Edwards, art robot, Paul, Steve Marshall, letter about Sam Simic. So this one, this story is going for a very specific era of Silver Age Marvel comics, both in art and storytelling. What,
1: 1960? I think it... Nineteen seventy,
0: like nineteen sixty-two, like this is exactly the kind of shit you'd see in like a Marvel Ooh. two and one or something like that. Strange, ta- like oh, it feels yes. like, like a human torch. Strange Tales, yes. or like before Doctor Strange was in Strange yes, Tales, exactly where the you story had that, that just would kind of opposite, like put on a fucking strange uh, suit of story.
1: what the fuck was it like asbestos?
0: Well, and everything's explained by radiation, yes. you know that kind of mm. stuff. But so. The nicknames here at the start are meant to evoke Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, and of course the two masters of Marvel's, of Marvel lettering, Sam Rosen and Artie Simic. You get a very Phil Silvers looking Brad Wholesome working at a lab for Professor Von Accent, building a time machine (laughs) when he gets home, his family is missing and his house is full of hired goons. They take him to an old mansion, which is actually a gateway to another planet and the goons are actually aliens with tuning fork heads (laughs) working for the evil emperor bing bing bam boom so dumb all of this dumb he'll use oh yeah he'll use this time machine to summon the most evil and powerful beings in history to fight mankind now toss this woman to the or toss this human to the palpitating purple oozing pang warzel luckily Brad has a secret weapon, his atomic superhero wrist brands. He hits those and turns them into Captain Pow and hits the uh, self-destructive <sighs> button, button on the base. But suddenly Bing shows up with his wife and kids and an army of baddies who also show up with the countdown's on and whatever the next morning. <laughs> a <what>? general <laughs> thanks Brad for his work and – He's been loaned, um, and, uh, loaned him a tank to run over Professor Von Accent. Take that, you commie. <laughs> he's got a new job in atomic defense and bin, Ban boom is in rehab. Brad promises to use an inventive genius to help mankind and the US of A. Good times. Well, it's a good thing that he's on the side of freedom. He's gonna get wrist cancer from those bands. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Next up, Holly Hologram, script robot David Anderson, art robot Martin Griffiths, letting robot Tom Frame, first time in the proc for Griffiths, though he only does one more, Future Shocks. It's the show Holly Hologram, the hologram gag show. Host drops a hologram wallet on the street, and a couple of futuristic punks try to pick it up but fail. Then the host shows up and laughs at them for their inferior wallet picking up abilities. (laughs) They aren't laughing though, and pull their guns to shoot the host. But they actually shoot each other because he's a hologram too. Oh my god! See, Fox, that's why when you and me are shooting people, I always say we got to stand at an angle from each other. Exactly, instead of directly you across can't from just look like you're shooting everybody, and also
1: you don't want to shoot your friend.
0: It's just good planning. Finally, story is called Race Relations. <coughs> Script robot Nicholas Barber, art robot Ron oh, Smith, linger okay. about Tom Frame. Hindsight Sad 2020. Sad to see Ron Smith doing all these future shocks. You deserve better, Mr. Smith. Anyway, Commander Matthew Kennedy, U.S. Space Force, arrives on the planet four Scythe on an ambassadorial mission. He's meeting with the natives to see if they're worth opening relations with. When he arrives, he finds they're all big, fat, <sighs> stupid, bald people who hate him instantly because he's got her hair. I literally heir.
1: feel like this could have just been a doghouse episode yeah they make him stay at a crappy um a building because
0: you know Harrys only get so much it's like what well, are you going to be discriminating me against your because of my They're skin like, color What next? the hell are like, you talking about silly. Why That's would we ever, skin color who cares Anyway, that night a lynch mob gathers to kick him out. <laughs> Suddenly Kennedy has seen lynch enough mob? And soon leaves the planet. Yeah. I mean, most of them are pretty sudden. I... And he's um, he he leaves the planet protected by a force field. The inhabitants are bigoted, violent, and huge jerks. They'll be great allies for humanity. They're just like us. Oh, God. Do you get it? Think about it, buddy. Do you get it, listeners? Yeah. yeah.
1: You got They're it. They're saying that we're bigoted and we can't change. And we're really weird, lardy, hairless people? think just that we get along with them but listen you know if the shoe fits if, if the if
0: the sh- giant hairless shoe fits <laughs> i swear um, <laughs> the giant hairless
1: shoe. yeah you know what i mean honestly most shoes are hairy like think hairless about it a hairless but shoe to be honest why not like a hairy shoe oh, no. i got slippery and Those the henderson excited. shoe no
0: get out of here you big stupid moron go fantastic I hate you fox oh my god conrad I have, I, I, okay, crazy episode, somehow, somehow short, somehow longer than the one when we were both drunk. I don't know what's going I, on, but I know I must, I have a question for you and I must know what it is. And it's what are your top and bottom films this episode?
1: Are, tell me. Are, are you trying to infiltrate my mind with your liberal politics to tell you Whoa. about how much I loved slain So... So, Possibly. Is that your top so three? Here's the deal. <laughs> yeah, A lot of things happened in just four fucking issues. Three issues, yeah. Uh. Well, no, I mean just the totality.
0: Oh, oh four uh, issues of, of,
1: of comics. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm with you. I could have chose Rogue, but we're not. We both know we're not. Yeah. I could have chose Zenith, which I should. It's fantastic. It's weird. It's strange. But I'm not. Do you want to know why... I'm not choosing Dread. Why aren't you choosing Dread, buddy? That's a good question. I'm interested. Because slain may be not just one of the best written things I've had to read in a while. Not because I have to read it for this, Mm -hmm. but because I wanted to read it. Yeah, it's good, for sure. And then when it was done, I got to look at it from 626 to 628... I physically held off from reading Slane, because as I scrolled through the comic, I saw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those glimpses. I, yeah. No, and it was beautiful. And I was thinking to myself, okay, you know what? I've seen beautiful. I've seen some Judge Dredd colored comics. They've been fantastic. Absolutely. But suddenly, I wanted to read what Ukko was reading, <laughs> or at least writing. Yeah. Sure. I don't want to ever listen to Ucko Conrad. No, you like Ucko. I'm very. Strange. Suddenly, we're seeing this guy as an older man. He's not the Ucko I rolled dice with. No, he's a different Ex- one, different from our adventures into exactly. Terror, for sure. And so, when we slowly start to venture backwards, and we see Slain and the Horned God, we are going into a story because mm-hmm. Ucko. For one or two progs was doing a recap for you and me, but maybe not for newer readers. That's But true. did a fantastic job of it. And had, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little down on the recapping just
0: generally, but you 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 are right that um, I think it's you know, necessary. Some of this stuff ha- ha- hasn't been collected yet, so it definitely serves a purpose for sure. So
1: uh, I've made some jokes about Picard today, the series. Yeah. I would say that Picard has vastly changed with no expressly explained purpose. Hmm. And sorry, I haven't seen. Oh no, the no book. it's okay. So the two problems I have with it is first, if you know, you're upset because it's different. But secondarily, if you have never seen it, you have no grounding for who <laughs> that person is. Mm-hmm. All of what Slain did for several episodes, and beautifully. I might add, and with great writing and without that Ucko kind of charm. You know what I mean? Where he's just Mm -hmm. suddenly doing something stupid and you fucking hate to read it. It did it. (laughs) That was fantastic comic book that I read today. And that is in contrast to Zenith. And that is in contrast to Judge Dredd, Mm. both of which were fantastic. But did they do... The entirety of what makes a comic. And I would say that no, they did not. Because for the first time, my man, I saw art that I would put on the same level as Kev O'Neill. Nice. And in the same kind of writing style as Nemesis. Yeah, I know that's an, I, I,
0: I know that's a big series for you. So it definitely means a lot to say that for sure. It was just
1: artful. Like I can talk about dinosaurs eating people and, and cowboys all day. Uh, but sometimes you read skiz, right? Mm -hmm. That was this. And you see it just as you're flipping through pages. Uh, And the reason I'm giving myself so much time about this is that I really want to express, I pushed myself not to read them until the very end because I wanted to remember them very clearly. Nice. Yeah, I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, I mean, you know... It's this is an
0: important comic and it is really good, so it's definitely something, you know, we're gonna have it for the next like actually I guess um this chapter goes for I believe ten issues, and then uh there's like three parts of the Horned God also. So, you know, like it's just really a chance for Bisley to kind of do his stuff for sure. And the story's
1: fun too I, as well. So yeah, it's it's gonna be great. I don't know where it's gonna go for the next episode. Maybe it's shit. Maybe I hate it. I've, it's going down in a literal I've, sense, for I've sure. I've had it before. But what I will say is this. In terms of a collective, in terms of um, art, informing writing, informing placement, informing the comic, moving Judge Dredd to the front was maybe the best choice they've made in a long mm. time for this. Bottom? I mean, quite literally, I guess just Future Shocks, Right. Sure. I, I can't say dread, and I certainly just, this was a great month, Conrad. Yeah, it's a good one, for sure. I've cheated twice this year now, though. <laughs> <laughs> By staying future yes. shocks? Well, I mean, I, I it, try it's not tough to do because, it more than once a year.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, do you, do you want to try to rip the band aid off and, and, and say something else in here? Okay, I will like are there in a in a field of a pluses is there is there an a minus or something you might you, you think rogue trooper
1: uh evergreen no no and not and not <laughs> well, but this is the thing ever blue no no i i i, I know didn't, yeah. i didn't no, push it l- to the bottom for a reason actually i like that he's not just being compelled to do something in a way he's having this interesting thing that i, I want mean, to see uh, but if I have to get pushed, I mean, am I going to say JD? No, uh, not at all. Yeah. Am I going to say Tales from the Doghouse, which are adorable, by the way? Yeah, but I'd put Tales the Doghouse with future shots. as sort of one off one off. So fr- I literally filler, don't. Honestly, I I understand why you would. I don't. I fair. Okay, it's fair enough. You no, know, I, I mean I like them because. I can be disappointed in them, but I'm disappointed because of context.
0: Yeah. Well, listen. When I, you know, when, when when I put them in a non-best or worst category, it's more just sort of like, you know, I don't know. When something has a real clear punchline, it sort of means that I got to put it on a different. I'm, I'm
1: rating it on a different scale than sort of a regular weekly thrill, I guess, or something like. That. But I don't know. Anyway, I am not the person so, you have so, to defend against that. However, what you do have to defend against is a why you did not choose. Slain as your top thrill. What are your top and bottom thrills? Damn! So you got uh,
0: mostly future shock, but but maybe some rogue as your bottom thrill. There, oh, I just want to check. Listen,
1: I'll even throw out future shocks. I will put rogue at the bottom. Okay. Because I already I wanna, did the future I'm, shocks I'm, I'm tr- earlier I'm, this year. I I copped yeah. out. I'm trying to trying to actually
0: um, mark it off as we go for this next <sighs> 200 episodes. Fox, Being
1: so <laughs> responsible, and I love you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So okay, top top thrill, uh, slain buddy. It's got to be slain. Now tell me why your bottom thrill is not what I said. Well, I want to work through it a little bit if you don't Please mind. Do. Um,
0: Zenith's also real good. Love this opening. Love this. Um, love these new
1: char- like these characters based on stuff. What is it? The what idea- is it that makes you enjoy Zenith for these last three progs? I'm actually interested. Well, I mean. I really
0: like this sort of grim opening. I guess Mm. in this sort in a in Parallel Six Six Six, I love that kind of stuff. Of a, I love um, just reading and seeing stuff about a world destroyed by super uh, super beings. I think that's a really cool um, underserved um, area of fiction. I think, Mm. and then the fact of knowing that this was a world that's based on basically a kid's uh, humor (sighs) comic make like adds a lot to it Some this context. time around that it's like that it's the world that it's all these Bino characters mm-hmm. sort of crying their eyes out because they've been holocausted by evil superheroes I, you know the biggest
1: problem i had my man was just i didn't feel the connection between this and the last one if that may really because not
0: not because zenith because zenith phase two ended with those with like um, folks meeting up and saying like one of these parallels is fall. it sort of started with an Einstein ro- or it ended yes. with an Einstein yes. Rosenbridge and this sort of concept that reality had fallen we sort of didn't have a lot of the Ligor these bad no. guys in phase 2 but we did have them in phase 1 and so I that was sort of bringing it Were back in, in phase one? yeah man the fucking Maxi man the Nazi guy was inhabited by that Cthulhu beast right
1: I mean, yes, but it had a name. And that's, yeah, Sotot. He was one of the Ligor. This is where my bad memory literally... <laughs> I didn't realize sorry,
0: that. I've been, sorry, I've been just calling the Ligor assuming that you understood no, that. It's the same folk... That's the right the thing s- because like you're these- a human being. <laughs> <laughs> Those super beings that we saw in Phase Three were the same for from the same team as the I, one that we I saw fight. That was the bad guy in Zenith Phase One, all, to be clear. And so, in like throughout Zenith, we've been hearing that there's these many angled ones, the these extra dimensional beings that are trying to sort of take did the over reality. Guy also, do that whole thing when he exploded into a triangle. Um, no, that was different because that guy wasn't – I was hoping Chimera that that was like the connection here because I was looking for something. No, we'll get to Chimera later I think. He's not involved at this That's point. That's okay. That was That's like okay. just a, a super powerful human superhero. Ooh. Um – but these guys are – they're the bad guys in Zenith phase one and gotcha. like sort of through that phase one and phase two, we heard a lot about um them trying to take over realities. There's something called the Omnihedron mm. that we sort of heard a couple times and it seems like they're – you know, they're these beings that want to take over worlds and they can only do it – like to enter into a world, they got to inhabit a body – but they have to inhabit the body of a super being because they're so like, I don't know.
1: How did I not powerful... remember this
0: most rad thing that you're talking about? <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm sounding exasperated right now, Fox, <laughs> or I feel like I am. I because did not this remember feels that. Like a, it feels like a real important part of Zenith. I did not that remember that. it's sort of that. just been like, oh, it's someone else? It's like we're watching Avengers Infinity War. Oh, I just thought
1: a weird squid man was like, inside oh, who's of a Nazi guy. Got- oh, look Nazi at this. guy.
0: This purple guy's pretty neat. Like, whoa, <laughs> I can't section. believe this new purple guy character is like Th- uh, Thanos. I, I, I can't believe they added this new guy <laughs> for this thing. And now we're like talking Listen, about the movie and I'm like, no, I'm, man, that was like, he was the power behind the throne and like seven other event, like, like explicitly <laughs> the power behind the throne and several I, other Avengers movie and sort of I hated in other ones. And you're like, I, oh. I very much
1: promise that I do not on purpose forget i forget no it's I forget fine after time like, <laughs> so if you wait a year to remind me of a timeline i'm not gonna remember that no it, it's it's fine it's honestly it's my fault for not re
0: re-explaining Absolutely this stuff not. like that's why i i, I don't you worry about spoiling you that much but i know uh, you don't remember it that well. Of this thing my <laughs> <Never>. man <laughs> but anyway oh my god okay sorry Anyway, um, I liked some of the other ones. Just getting out of here. Um, I would say My Bottom's also a rogue trooper. Mm. I love this Cinnabar story very much in A um, in a field of uh, of, of
1: two A pluses with feel Zenith like it's and going um, With Rogue.
0: I mean, I Again, don't know. No, like, I know. He's I wanted the, to go somewhere. He's I'm at excited. the edge of this, of this cabal place. Like, presumably he's going to talk to them and something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Things like that. We're in this new place. Maybe there's going to be interactions with that. I don't know. You know, we'll see for sure. We'll see next episode. Um, and then also, I just want to say, like, I don't know if it's an A plus, but I did really like Dread. Oh, this I mean, Dread was fantastic,
1: um, especially the artwork. I do
0: like, yeah, the art's good, and I just really like also just a, a, a lot of these stories about Dread getting older and doubting himself, which are all building towards this big Dread thing later in the year. I mean, that's the anyway. Please. Oh so no, good. Go I, I, I just no, mean you, like you talk uh, when, cause
1: I'm about to cl- I'm about to finish the show otherwise. <laughs> when you're looking at so many different things that actually are interesting and dread being one of them, but but yeah. not the thing in the middle of the book where the art is fucking fantastic. It's just it's hard, right?
0: I mean, this is this is very much the last or maybe second to last Rogue Trooper story. So, oh, it does sad. feel like this is really, really like limping. Well, or no. Does it come back no. in the 2000s? That, that's not what does I want to say. Does it
1: come say. back in the 90s?
0: Complicated. Wait, actually, I'm going to uh, – let me restart that, actually. um, You know, we're sort of getting to the end of this version of Rogue Trooper. Oh. And I really like this story. It is really good. I um, actually like it. It's, I'm compelled to continue yeah, reading it's it. just – it just is kind of showing its age or just feels kind of conventional in comparison to some of the newer, more exciting stuff that we're seeing, more innovative stuff that we're seeing elsewhere in the, in the Prague, I guess. Um, mm. Anyway. Oh, yeah. But I will say, yeah. Um, I mean, like, one, like, it's this version of Rogue Trooper that's closing down. We'll get a new version of Rogue Trooper later in the year. Kind of like an Angel and, thing,
1: I'm guessing.
0: Oh, like the difference mm. between Angel and Mach mm. 1 from back in the day? A little, and then I believe traditional Rogue Trooper does eventually show back up, but that's in a period of 2080 that I haven't actually read yet, so I can't speak authoritatively. Oh, I'm
1: so excited to read things that you have not read yet.
0: Hey, me too. That's going to be a real fun in like end of the year 2022 if we keep on this current path. Fox. Are you I that's current only two Fox. years. Perfect exactly and if you and if you're looking forward to the next 2 years I hope you enjoy the show as always you can find Space Winter 2000 on iTunes Stitch or the Google Play Store Spotify or our podcast site Space Winter 2000 Dot com. Feel free to contact us at spacebinner2000 at gmail.com, the 2000D forums, or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're at Space Spinner 2 k For everything else, look up spacespinner 2000 We should be there. And come back next week as we drastically lower our future shock supply and
1: <laughs> drastically roll lower on our standards. With- <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, actually, I think our standards will raise because we're rolling oh, on with this same roster. Though halfway through, we'll be swapping out Rogue Trooper for the return of our buddy Tanner in the story Beyond oh. Zero. Oh, uh, wait, what,
1: what? Oh, Beyond Zero.
0: Which one is this? First one was Night Zero. Now it's Beyond oh, Zero. Oh, no
1: shit. Wait. I would not. I'll tell you zero like, lies, Fox. Like, it's time for us to do a sweet ass detective story with a fucking sick ass metal arm uh more like it's time for us to go on a badass road trip with a sweet metal
0: arm fox (sighs) okay um i am i'm containing my excitement look at me i'm containing a road trip with a macho genetically engineered super soldier and a sexy robot assassin with the mind of a feminist terrorist inside okay, i'm actually pretty the excited you, for you beyond you you've been telling me
1: this sounds fantastic
0: they will fight mushrooms <laughs> and until then i'm conrad he's fox and we are spacemaner yes. 2000 Splundi-vert-rig. Splundi-vert-rig. <laughs> like mushroom dudes but Dude, like not just like actual mushrooms